Welcome to Eagle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, no. Well, I, audience, this was not the plan. He went off script to bring this into Metroid, which I don't even know how that's related into this. How? how you explain yourself. I had permission to be silly with it. You know, I'm just trying to be silly, a silly little Billy. You know. Okay, silly is usually like a joke or, or like something. But see, I don't know where Metroid is even coming in here. Is, no, is it because is like, she, I don't is know. Is she not a little Metroid? No. If anything, she'd be more like Samus, not the Metroid. That's what I said. I That's what I said at the end. Somehow I'm Samus. She's super Samus. Like Jill, bro, Our, Jill would fucking obliterate if she had the, the suit. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Eagle and Wolf. We are a, a fan, fucking fan podcast. Dedicated, That's right. Dedicated to casual and depth discussions about Resident Evil and other survival horror wait, games. Wait, wait, about what? About what? About other survival horror games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Metroid counts. I guess. I Join guess. your host, Eagle, me, and... Me, Wolf. <laughs> Otherwise known as Bone King in your hearts and in your closets. Hey, well, not anymore. <laughs> I got out of that place. I had my last escape out of, <laughs> out of there. Is that not a metaphor for what happened with Pierce and Chris at the end of Resident Evil 6? Little, little, little spoilers, <laughs> first off. All right. Is that not, You're gonna make everyone that not here have like a- Pierce is out? And he's and and Chris is like no, and he's trapped in a closet vis-a-vis that escape pod. No, Pierce, don't Look, do I'm this. Not, That's what he said. I'm not here to argue whether or not the stake is representative of you know the the old college try. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what the, the you know eating a piece of meat is supposed to symbolize in this regard. But we need to get back on topic. We never had a topic to begin with, but today's <laughs> yes, episode. We did is a special on Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, my favorite Resi. Yes, you should be really excited, I am. right? Why do you think I'm like ee, jumping off the walls here? This is the most this is probably the most energetic this show has ever seen me. <laughs> usually <laughs> I don't know. Usually you're the one bringing all the fucking energy, but this time we need to get the fuck out of RC and we're going to explain why this game is way better than the remake. Oh my god. Yeah, and I mean we could we could revisit the remake at some point, but if you're really curious to like hear our initial thoughts as it happened, we recorded an episode of it over on the Fan Freaks podcast of the Resident Evil 3 remake. But today we're gonna be focusing on the original. Um, because believe it or not, I don't know if you know this, Eagle, but uh Resident Evil 3 actually came out in November. Did you know that? I did not remember the month it came out. But I did remember getting it for Christmas. Yeah, well, there you go. The holiday season was just around the corner. Goddamn right. So. What what great planning by Capcom. Also, also really quick, uh, shout out to Capcom for winning uh, Joystick Game of the Year Award for Resident Evil 4 Remake. 
Oh, did it actually win? Yeah, on the Joystick Awards. Not the Game Awards. Game Awards hasn't come out yet. Which, uh, uh, I have okay. to ask you really quick. Now, are you going uh. to stream the Game Awards on Bone King TV uh, on Twitch? When is it again? I think, like, December 8th. I think in two weeks. Oh, then yeah. Two or three weeks, I Probably. Think. I know it's in December. I mean, of course. Of course it matters about, like, work and shit, but I mean, like, if I can, I'll definitely try. It'd be really I interesting mean, to see what people night, look for. as far as I know. Oh, wow. So then it's definitely during my stream hours, so why not? <laughs> I mean, there's two Capcom Game of the Year nominees, which is Street Fighter VI and Resi 4, and people have been arguing Resi 4 shouldn't be nominated because it's a remake. Yeah, you know, I heard that argument, and honestly, I don't know if that really holds water, because it's like it's not like they just ported the game, because then that would probably be what people are trying to argue. Like, yeah, but this oh, is a completely is, new game. game this, this is not. This is yeah. a brand new game, and I would argue better than the original. Um, vis-a-vis, eh, let's talk you know. about the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So Yes, we need to stop dancing around this. So <laughs> dodging around. So the I, I would like to say the best thing about Resident Evil 3 Nemesis is that it's the first one to be a solo campaign before Survivor comes out in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Um because Resi 1, we had the choice of Jill and Chris. Resi 2, uh-huh. Claire, Leon. Now it's uh-huh. just Jill and we get a guest spot with Carlos Oliveira. That's what I was going to say. Because, I mean, it's not really just a single campaign. We do switch over. Yeah, but f- for what? Like a cameo appearance? Like all he gets is the hospital. That's not... You know what I mean? That's not like... that. It's not a whole other fucking run. Like Leon Claire, Chris Jill. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not like a separate campaign per se. Exactly. But but we still follow the rule of switching perspectives, which I think is very important and refreshing in every game. I would also so. like to point out, in preparation for this show, I watched your Let's Play that you could find on YouTube.com slash BoneKingTV. Oh and my man here did, honestly, I, I'm very impressed with how much you ran. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> like, holy shit. There were things there that didn't hit you. And I was like, how? You know? But man, well, when you got stun locked, um <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing. No, no, no. There was a there was a specific moment you got stun locked. Uh I think it was Nemi fight with in the street. Cause you went to the lock. <laughs> yeah, of course it was Nemesis stun locking me. That never happens always. <laughs> uh but yeah, man. Uh good shit. Uh, please watch it Thank if you, you haven't. It's pretty enjoyable. If you don't have a means to play Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, this is a way to play it. Well, and it comes with a really handy fast forward button. So if there's a section you're just really tired of seeing, namely the downtown segment where I spent like a good six hours, uh, you could skip through a lot of that. Well, I but mean, yeah, you uh, were I playing really the seamless it. HD and you get oh, to yeah. read the signs for the first fucking time. Especially, you know, yeah. alcohol not permitted in groups unless with this, a permit. This is, yeah, and this is where I learned about this too shall pass written above the, the above the fucking doorframe in Jay's bar. I didn't fucking know that either. <laughs> yeah, and it, it shows up in multiple places. There's another place that also says this too shall pass, but I'm trying but to remember where jo- it is. That's a George A. Romero reference. Is it? 
Yeah, uh, Preacher says it in, in Dawn, not, not Dawn, Dusk, no, the fucking, the one after Dawn, Day of the Dead. Dusk of the Day Night of the, of the, the Day, of the, Day of the Dead. Yeah. Somebody says this too shall pass, because, you know, Romero uses a lot of, like, uh, Bible thing, because when hell is full, the dead will walk the earth. That's- and yeah, they'll take up all of our, our jobs and real estate. <laughs> So, now you don't want that. Here's here's my thing. The game starts you literally in the shit. It starts almost wait, wait. almost the same whoa, as whoa, Resi whoa. Two. I know. I I hear you. I hear you. But before we get into it, though, like we are, well, this is a special, right? So just give like a a brief introduction because we are just going straight into the gameplay here. We're like, what is Resident Evil Three? Well, Resident Evil 3 is the story of Jill Valentine escaping Raccoon City as the zombie. Apo- uh, Zombie outbreak. Big yeah, yeah. We're not that far. Not that far along. This yeah, isn't the movie. This is not the apocalypse <laughs> part. That, that'll that be Resident Evil 10, where they reboot not the franchise. Not an extinction. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she has to get out of town. However, Umbrella, being the cheeky cunts that they are, uh, send a modified fucking tyrant with intelligence. He actually says a word. He says stars. He's out hunting for <clears throat> stars members. And he's at the stars members. There's no escape. Um, ironically, this game is also titled Biohazard 3 Last Escape in Japan. But here in um, the US and UK, Ra- uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. And Nemesis right. is honestly a so- second to Wesker in terms of recognizability as a fucking villain for Resi. Right. So one of the most incredible designs, and we'll get into him when we when he actually shows up. And, but and I think you you give a good yeah. introduction there. Okay, I did my part. Well, I just mainly wanted to reiterate that like this is Jill Valentine from Resident Evil One. Basically, after the events of the first game, this is a true sequel to that. Oh, we also where... find out that she was suspended by <clears throat> by Chief Irons. Right, right. And in fact, a lot of the stars All of them. were sort of dismissed <laughs> from, from their crazy ideals that there was something going on in that mansion with all those murders happening near it. That's preposterous. And of course, of co- in your head, you're like, well, you know, I guess it's like horror movie cliches and no one believes them. But at the same time, it's like, no, Irons is on their payroll, is on Umbrella's payroll. So Which like, we find out in Resident Evil 2. So this right. also takes place... At the same time as Resi 2, because it's the same two days, I think. This is weird, because this we're going to get into it oh, when it happens. Fuck, buddy. But this already, game dog? Actually, we didn't even get out of the fuck. No, we haven't I even know, seen but Dario like, yet, and we're already at this point. I'm just saying that this game does take place before and after Resident Evil 2. Before, so after, and during. I guess so. Technically, yeah, because Carlos would be during, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I really don't know. In any case, uh, we're going to get into that point. But yeah, it's Jill Valentine from the first game. She's going through the city, but Umbrella basically wants to silence all fucking, you know, evidence of stars. So it's hunting down stars members. Yes. Okay. Now we could properly start. And we start out with a bang. Why is that? Because there's some explosion in the fucking apartment building for some reason. It's an apartment building, right? Yeah. No, it definitely is. It's her apartment getting the fuck out. Ooh. Yeah. By the way, this game offers two modes of game for the story. You have easy mode, 
which you literally <laughs> have every gun in the fucking game in your item box, along with an M4A1 assault rifle and two assault rifle clips. Yep. So and then and then hard mode, you basically which is just start with the real Resident line. Evil. Right. I, I love how the easy and hard modes are separated by just how prepared was Jill before it happened. And hard mode is literally the pistol, a reloading tool, a knife, and that's it. Like, yeah, I mean, you probably get the re reloading tool as well on easy mode. No, no, you do get it on. You. you get it on both, but that's all she has is just the tool, a pistol, and a knife. Versus her yeah, having freaking... like stopped by Kendo's gun shop and fucking put it all in a box. Um. Speaking of, we'll get we'll also get to that box where you pick something up. Which, as well. according to the remakes, there is an item box at Kendo's gun shop. Well, I, either way, I just want to bring up really quick that the the game starts out with Jill basically like getting blown out of the front door of a hotel, um, because it's basically on fire and it it just bursts out. But here's the thing I'm kind of curious about, like yeah, she she had she just finished the hellfire scenario. Yeah, I guess. I, and you know what? That makes me think maybe that's why it is the Hellfire scenario. Is Did Jill stay at the Apple Inn? I don't remember this, but that might be even what it is. Bro, deep lore here, bro. That is deep well, lore. I'm loving this. All I know about the Apple Inn is that, believe it or not, there is a fucking file somewhere in Outbreak that says that on the reservation list, Claire is on there, which means she was supposed to stay there, but stopped at the, the Emmy's diner beforehand, and that's when all that starts. Dude, that's fucking crazy. All right, so, we, yeah, we so. She, she gets out. <laughs> Zombies are everywhere. There's one zombie in front of her. Shoot or take the bite and run away. Uh, or or shoot, accidentally dodge and go. Wait, that's a thing oh, yeah, in this game. There's a and fucking then run away. dodge mechanic <laughs> that works when it wants to, not when you want to. Some people argue that it's very accurate, but for me, I, uh, it's it's hard to time sometimes for me. Bro, uh, no, that shit's that shit does it when it wants to. That's not that's not very game gamer intuitive. Anyway. So she gets out, zombies are closing in on her. She runs into a warehouse where she finds Dario Rosso. Or is it Russo? I think it's Russo. Oh, okay. Dario Russo. My wife and daughter were out there. How dare you tell me to go back outside? You know. Yeah, I know. It's weird, like, oh, my wife and daughter are out there. And he's like, calm down. We need to get out of here. And he's like, never. <laughs> he fucking runs. I'd rather be starved to death in here than be eaten by one of those undead monsters. Don't leave me it's a lot of irony. Anyway. It's a lot of irony in Dario. I am so to sorry honest. to the editor of this show when I, what, no, for whatever no, I just okay. did. Because um, I don't know if it's you or me this time. Anyway. Who knows? It's a mystery. But I'm just saying it's a lot of irony with Dario because, I mean, it's a little bit forward. No, no. I guess we'll leave it for when it happens. But, like, he runs in there and says, I don't want to get eaten. Fuck that shit. I'd rather starve. Put a little bookmark on that. Put, put, a, put a little check mark. See if you remember that for later on yeah. down the line. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll uh, book note it. There you go. Yeah, footnote. Footnote. There's the word. Feet note. There's multiple of them coming up. Uh, for those uh, interested, case, so George sells $500 a toe for a picture of his toes. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be like, I sell my actual toes. <laughs> no. I'm not using them. I got, I'm going to have rocket legs soon. 
Um, but in any case, yes. So you keep running. Uh, basically, you get out of that warehouse. You have, you go up. You get the warehouse key. Check out the item box and all that shit. We are introduced to door. a very new mechanic in this game, which is the gunpowder mechanic, which is right, why we were bringing up the reloading tool earlier. So the game kind of shows you that, and the and it's eight times each time you you mix it with the reloading tool that allows you to get even stronger ammo. For, right, the enhanced yeah. uh, bullets. Which is which, uh, insane for the pistol and the shotgun to get those power-ups later on in the game. Yeah, okay, yes, but... And this is going to be me, okay? There's a lot of... Oh. I like this game a lot, but I've got a lot of bone butts. There, there's, a, there's some things I'm a little bit annoyed with in this game, and you're, we're going to hear it. And I love a lot of things, too, so we're going to hear both. But with the ammo thing. All right. I forget all the time what the combinations are and you know that part's on me and that's fine that's totally cool it's almost like there's a file for it but yeah that i've got to go fucking press start go to file (laughs) go do all the goddamn things switch over fucking four pages to get the actual recipes for the ammo the man who makes a cheat sheet for every randomizer run and what do you think i did (laughs) and what do you think i did i took a goddamn picture of the fucking combinations because i was not gonna open that shit up every single time but either way that aside the the enhanced ammo i like the idea of enhanced ammo but man did it play specifically against my play style because you need how many combinations with the ammo tool to get enhanced ammo? Eight. Eight. All right, guess, guess who plays like this where I get ammo or gunpowder bottles and I mix them together to get triple bottles and it takes a long time to get triple bottles. So by the end of the game, I've only really combined ammo about like fucking six times total because I keep combining them into the biggest option of ammo jar and then it's like oh wait you were supposed to keep them small (laughs) to be fair the eagle 6.0 handgun that you get from defeating nemesis nemesis the first two times also that's a Uh gameplay mechanic in this game every time you fight nemesis and you drop him he drops an item um, yeah, which again, when we get to Nemesis, I have a whole other bone butt with him as well. Fuck off. But let know. me finish this. Oh, okay. Oh. But Eagle <laughs> 6.0 is almost on par with the M9, the Star's Samurai Edge with the enhanced ammo just because you oh, get so many yeah. crit shots. Yeah, on zombies. <laughs> well, that's that's on you, buddy. No, I mean, look, I really like the Eagle, and that's fine, but that doesn't change the fact that, like, the way that I play, which I've had to change now, is, like, don't amass gunpowder. Use the small bottles immediately, so that way you can get the enhanced ammo. But here's the kicker. Here's the fun part. So I go back and I'm like, shit, I really want that enhanced ammo. So I go back a previous save, start making all the small ones and finally get it. And guess what, motherfucker? You can't use enhanced ammo on the goddamn eagle. No. So you have to use the original gun. That's and I'm like, the point. bitch, I spent so long getting this gun, I'm not go I'm not downgrading. No. <laughs> no, that's just you being foolhardy. Sure, but in terms of like never running into the enhanced ammo. That, that happened to me, like, twice, because I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was the number of times you use the tool, and the amount of gunpowder never, like, actually mattered. Well, 
It feels like you should have like done your research no, before the game. I'm afraid we're going to have to have a whole episode dedicated to this. We're going to have a whole argument court thing and we're going to really discuss. I <laughs> I, I just don't get you. I really ammo. don't get you. It, this is like the second game that I like that you're like with nitpicking at this point. I I like to combine and amass. I only use We get it. When you I like mass. To. I do. I really do. All right. But but I just don't like it when I'm like halfway, if not like 95% through the game. And I'm like, wait, enhanced ammo? I'm getting that now? But whatever. It's not a big deal. I mean, I still get by because the Eagle's a great gun, so I'm not using it anyway. Um. Also, you get a shotgun with defeating Nemesis, and that one can't combine with the enhanced ammo for the shotgun. Only the Benilli yes. that you find on the cop's body. Anyway, we're going into the city. Um, oh, God, and I'd like to talk about the city, too. The city looks great to me. I love how destroyed it is. I wish the streets were bigger, but I understand this is Japanese people thinking how an American city is. is the yes, same. and there it is. You know, there's, there's, you know, it's, it's a very Eastern look at a Western town. Exactly. And that's kind of why I really like the design of Raccoon City. Oh, the, the oh weirdest... I thought this was going to be a negative the way. I no, no. I mean, my only downside with the city itself is like, sometimes it's easy to get lost because there's some camera angles where you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that was a camera angle <laughs> right outside the hopscotch there. Um, but yeah, and it's some areas where it's kind of hard to tell whether or not you made a loop and you feel like you've made a loop for about five minutes, but overall, I love the design of Raccoon City. It is the most, as you said, Eastern designed Western city. It really does look like someone combined Japan's alleyways and streets with like Colorado or something like that. All we need now is somebody to make a DLC for Raccoon City, where it's just basically a Yakuza game. So there's something called Yakuza Dead Souls. <laughs> I don't. I just didn't know if you already knew that was a thing. I didn't but know. Yeah. I didn't know. Yakuza already went there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, leave it to Yakuza. Got to catch up. But yeah, no. I. It's interesting because someone asked me on the stream when I was playing it. Um, they were like, "What do you think? What city do you think Raccoon City reminds you of?" And I'm like, "None." <laughs> Because Maybe I've Shin- never been no, to Japan. No, I, w- I would have said the, um, oh my god, Shinkawa? Or what's the city that that you fucking find in Yakuza Like a Dragon? It's the one that you end up in after, you know, you get oh, shot. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Whatever I, that Japanese... It's, it's a Japanese city for sure. It's not American. There's no American Are city. Are you sure? <laughs> There's no American city that looks like Raccoon City. I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, I just want to say that because as you go through the city, there's going to be a couple of jump scares, and the zombies are literally everywhere, and that's oh, something they, I feel like is really special. They about definitely this game too. up the amount of zombies, and I also yeah. love, dude, you shat bricks when you went up the fucking stairs, and you were like, uh, they can't come, they can't climb, <gasps> they climb stairs, they climb yeah. stairs. Who allowed this? I was like, oh, my. they learned how to climb stairs, but only when Jill is nearby. So it's like, fuck off, no. <laughs> For real. For real. Uh, yeah, so you're wandering around the city. You eventually run into someone who uh, looks familiar to Jill. And she goes, Brad? Um, and, and he fucking runs into an alleyway, and you got to chase after him, and you end up in uh, Jay's bar, which you may be confused. You're like, wait a minute, Jay's bar? I thought it was Jack's bar. And uh, Well, guess what, buddy? There's two of them. 
There's both of them. I There's fe- Jack's bar and Jay's bar. I feel like it's a rivalry, and and they're both named Jack, but they're like cousins. I don't know. I'm trying mm. to make lore where there isn't any. What, are we talking about like opposite Kendo brothers? Yeah. Like this is a rivalry, whereas the Kendo brothers were like a unity. Uh-huh. I don't know. No, I get but, you. No, I mean it makes it makes more sense than two bars with like the same fucking name. <laughs> this is the last time I'll do this, but I'm very proud that Bone King did the pro move and just let Brad take Aww. shoot all his bullets on the zombie and did not waste any No, I'm not going to waste a bullet. <laughs> Fuck that. I know better. And I was like, yeah, See, yeah, you do, George. There you go. Yeah, especially sorry, when Wolf. you already know no, but the real play, because I didn't mention it earlier, but I've actually played the game a lot since then. I did a recent run where I got some Have of the Have you grown to like it retro more? I have grown to like it more after playing it uh, by myself on uh, to get some of the trophies. Because basically, I would go around, like, a lot of the achievements on Retro Achievements are doing the different events. So, like, seeing the different alternate um, live selections when we get to those. Right, be there right. Too. Fight and, Nemesis um, or run inside the police station. You did different ones. Right. Yeah. And there's trophies for fighting Nemesis each time in a row, which is kind of like, fuck, I already did this, but I have to do it again. Because during that YouTube video, it was a Hunt Nemesis run where I killed him each time he showed up. And man, man. Uh, okay, so... When you were at fucking Jay's bar, you basically talk to Brad. He's getting attacked by a zombie. The real pro strap, by the way, is to let the zombie grab you, have Brad shoot it, and just repeat that three times because you can. (laughs) 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 And it just lets Brad feel important for a couple minutes and you don't take damage. Um, Fuck Brad, Chicken Heart Vickers. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I really like this Brad because after playing the remake, it's like, well, this is Brad. This is Brad. He, he actually is scared. He's chicken heart. That's his character trait. And it wasn't just taken out for him to be noble. No, but he also like, right. fights for his life. He's shooting shit, you know? He's also running around the city by himself. He doesn't go, Jill, this way. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, he can't. Yeah. And he gets bit. So we don't even know if he, he canonically gets bit. Yeah. And no doubt he probably had gotten bitten several times before then, too. So Who knows? That, oh, my God. That explains why you fight him in RE2 under the stairs. Oh, I just assumed, yeah, that was Nemesis juice. No, but it was the bite earlier because Nemesis kills him and he's dead. So G- the, the virus reactivates him. Well, hold on. We're kind of dancing around it, so we'll just get straight to it. I don't really think there's a lot in terms of running around the city. You just kind of explore until you get to the police station, right? Where you'll be a lot safer. Where you'll be a lot safer. Yeah, totally. Um, So you, you go into it, and then this is your first encounter... With Brad. No, I'm kidding. So Brad does show up. He, he does appear, and he's hurt. all like, Jill! And, yeah, hurt, and Jill turns around to go Brad. talk to him, but lo and behold... The fucking namesake of the game finally makes his appearance. And uh, yeah, so this is Nemesis. Would you like to describe Nemesis? So we're going to talk, what, 7'2", seven 7'4", seven in height. He's built like a brick shit house. He mm-hmm. doesn't wear a hat, but he has a he has one eye, one one white eye on the right, and on the left, basically skin sewn up. He's literally Frankenstein's monster manifested mm-hmm. in the worst way, I feel. Um, 
and he has big fucking teeth, no lips, all gums. He's so beautiful. Like, he's so ugly that he's beautiful. You know what I mean? Um, no, absolutely. I've, the Nemesis I'll be honest, uh, Wolf, I want a tattoo of Nemesis, and I was thinking about it on my left thigh, but my favorite <laughs> Nemesis, which is type 2 with the tentacles. Yeah, well, well, again, we'll get to that as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's going to be the recurring goddamn slogan for this entire episode. When we get there, when we get there. But I agree with you. I really love Nemesis's design. Um, he's literally Tyrant. Well, I was going to say 2.0, but I guess literally 3.0. Yeah, um, yeah, basically. And he, he he's basically stronger, better, and faster, too. He's the most deadly member of the DK And crew. also, he's just, he has more personality than Mr. X. He's got, like, a leather yeah. fucking BDSM daddy outfit at first. Well, so did, so Mr. X has, like, a big, like, leather durable jacket. trench coat. Leather trench coat kind of looking thing. So the umbrella has a very, and this is represented in, in multiple games. Oh, Wesker they have a very too? clear leather fetish. Wesker too. Where it's just apparently, yeah. Well, Wesker. Well, that's probably where it comes from. Let's be honest. It's like, could you imagine they like they oh put Nemesis God. in like in like some fucking like military gear, and then it's like, no, hold on. Put it in some tight leather. See how that helps, sir. I don't think that's gonna help its movements. No, it'll be stronger for it. And that old, that's what happened. And then there you go. Dude, they they you were this I, close to giving him a whip. I, I, not to get off track or anything, but I rewatched uh, Grandma's Boy like a week ago. Oh, Wesker's in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Wesker's JP. <laughs> How could he see me? And I just feel like, bro, that's, that's Wesker just being a fucking total nerd. Everything's the Matrix. It's ahead yeah, of its no, time. He's really... <laughs> Really into it around that time, which I mean, it was popular. So, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, in any case, though, really quick about Nemesis's design um, I, that I really enjoy. So it took me a minute, but I'm going to mention this now really quick because there's a couple of allusions to it. But Resident Evil loves to reference really famous horror movies or at least very famous action movies or just movies in general. Right. So he's the Terminator. I feel... Yes, so there's there's this very clear allusion or or homage to uh, Sarah Connor and the Terminator, basically Jill Valentine and Nemesis, to the point where if you look at Nemesis' design, he has the teeth that the Terminator robots have. Yeah. So and like the the eyes with no pupil, he's basically like an organic zombie version of a Terminator, and that's pretty fucking terrifying. Let's be honest. <laughs> Which not to. There's a whole other podcast for the Resident Evil movies, but in Apocalypse, where you do see Nemesis, it's one of the things I do like is that he has like the Terminator vision where yeah. he sees everything in red and in targets and he has like a HUD because he's completely controlled. And I think that was the illusion that you're you're kind of talking here because uh -huh. even the one word he says starts with S and it's Sarah stars you know there's a i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i Sarah rambled stars. on the end there but still the no no no. I, I hear what you're saying though the one track purpose to take out this one person you know what i mean it's it's there so then the carlos is, is kyle there. reese and come on though does he not kind of fit the bill like action yeah. man superhero yeah, not superhero he but does. like action military man he definitely come on does. we gotta get out of here you know it's definitely not Brad. <laughs> Brad dies. 
No, Brad is the first person to get <coughs> killed. But this is also, <coughs> if you listen to our show um, on the Fan Freeze podcast where we did the special on the three make, this is one of your biggest points against the remake. Nemesis actually gets to kill a stars member. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, yes. So we'll talk about this right now. How he appears in the scene and then essentially grabs Brad by the face and straight up tentacles him through the skull. And if you're shocked by that image and you're like, holy shit. Oh my God, that's crazy. The first it time is. I saw it, but, I was blown the fuck away. I was like, no, dude, that's Brad. I was like, holy shit, then, they killed the stars member. But then you'd realize that you're going to be seeing this animation about 30 fucking times in this game. At least I did because holy shit, man. Fighting Nemesis is just Un- the worst. Unbearable. <laughs> so we're in the just fight, right? the worst. We're going to choose. So, I mean, so yeah. we have a choice here. This is where this game has something cute called live selection. We have our very first choice, and we uh-huh. are going to tell you what we do. We fight Nemi. We're stupid, though. Uh, but <laughs> you can enter the police station and not fight Nemesis and fight him later because you're going to fight him later. But you can fight him right then and there with just your pistol. You found a fucking shotgun in the streets. You got some ammo. And you have a knife and maybe like two healing items if you're lucky. Right? Like two full heals because yeah, you get think two you're red very herbs. Well equipped you equipped for this fight. Huh? This is possibly the I don't think you're really well equipped for this you're fight. Not. This is like possibly the hardest nemesis fight in the game. Absolutely is. And it's the first. However, there are ways to manipulate it because you could get out into the street again and take yes. him to the lockpick door where he's glitched out and you could just shoot him with the pistol. Yes. So, okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> I I have okay. This is the thing though cuz I have a lot to say about this crap. Yes, I am super stoked that he kills Brad because you know what? He needs to kill a Stars member to establish that he is killing Stars members. It sucks that in the remake he never even gets to do anything of his job, you know, For real. objective. For real. But Fighting Nemesis. Yes, you can absolutely go run to the lockpick door and he'll get stuck on a corner, which he can... Uh, oh, he'll unstuck himself. He can unstick himself yeah, you, if, if you let him go. You have to reset that fucking setup a few times for it to work. But yes, you can do that. So By the way, that is essential that. for knife runs. Oh, like yeah, of course. I don't even know how... You have to cheese every so, fight, basically. Yes, in fact, that's what I did for my my second playthroughs that I did for the retro achievement playthrough. Because in that one, you had you had to kill him every single time, and one of the trophies was to kill him in the RPD courtyard. So I had to like bait him out into the lockpick door, whittle him down, run back into the RPD courtyard, and then kill him there. <laughs> hey, it counts. Whatever yeah. works. And it worked, and it worked, whatever. But I just want to take a second, and this is going to be the only time because this is when he shows up and when you're fighting him. Nemesis is extremely fast, extremely strong. And you know what? That makes total sense. However, he will outrun you. He is faster than you. He does a running attack where he will cause you to sort of stagger and stumble, to which he will just follow it up with a punch that just basically knocks you down to caution. Then... The asshole has a grab that has a chance to instant kill you if you don't mash enough. You could be at fucking yellow caution, if not, like, really close to being at full health. You can still die there unless you mash out. 
also there's oh, oh go ahead. There's also the grab where he picks you up from the ground if his hand is already pulsing with yes. the fucking tentacle. If he grabs you there and you don't mash out and you're already in yellow or red caution, you're fucked. You're dead. No, anytime he grabs you and you're in yellow caution and you don't grab like mash out, you will die. He basically has an instant kill move if he catches you on the ground, which is always gonna happen because the asshole runs faster than you. Well, he's bigger than Jill. Jill's like five seven, five eight. He's seven four, George. I get it, but like it goes to the point where you can't get the guy fucking off of you sometimes, and he just pushes you to the ground and then grabs you as a follow up. And you know, I get it. This is totally great for a fighting game. That's why he's amazing in Marvel vs. Capcom three. But like in this, I don't have responses. And then of course you're like, Bone, hello. They added a dodge to this game. Why don't you use do- the dodge? <sighs> oh yeah, you're absolutely right. But guess what, motherfucker. The dodges don't have iframes. <laughs> True. So and and dodge, he can stun lock you. Yes. So you'll dodge into a wall and he'll grab you anyway. There's also so times like, where he will fight you where there's zombies already in the room. Yes. If you run away. So with with a zombie stun locking you or him, you're going to die. Like there's. You can only take so I just, much damage. I try to time, like, the parries. I'm fairly good at Resident Evil 4 parrying on hardcore. I'm fairly good at even doing the dodges at Resident Evil 3 Remake. But, like, in this game, doing the dodges, I always don't know what direction Jill will go in. Maybe if I hold down, but sometimes she'll dodge to the right, and that'll just be within Nemesis's grab anyway, and I grabbed, get grabbed anyway. Like, fighting him is so, so frustrating that... It gets to the point where you do have to cheese the game on every fucking encounter with him. And that's, I don't know if that's good design. So that's one of the biggest bone butts I have on this game. Like, I love Nemesis, the way he looks, his sound design, his presence. But, man, he is, like, one of the worst bosses I've ever fought in classic Resident Evil. (laughs) I love him, but that's, you know, you, it's fine. It's fine. He gets better. But right now, in the first few stages, he's just... And you just are not prepared. Like, you just don't have the, oh, the best supplies to do this. What's what's great about this fight is that it shows you you can't underestimate him. And the game purposefully oh, yeah. gives you an out. It'll tell... You get a save room right before. It gives mm-hmm. you the out of, hey, you could just... You have this live selection. You can go in there and not fight him. You know you don't have enough. But sure, you could try. And even if you do get fucking hit, you do have the option of just going into the building with not fighting him. And, but that's the thing, too, that I really like. And this is one of the, the points in favor for Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, where it doesn't, ra- this is so great about this game. It doesn't ever really railroad you in any direction. So, yeah, you could fight the monster. You can fight the monster, then run into the police station. You could fight the monster, then run outside and get better area. You can fight the monster, grab Brad's ID, and go back inside, getting the benefits of killing him without the handgun. Which is, and still going in. Which is the pro move, I would argue. Right. I mean, granted, the eagle, because when you kill him here, you get eagle, um, eagle parts A, the handgun parts. Yeah. And it's really necessary for me. I love that fucking gun, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. So, like, killing him here and then the next time are kind of, like, almost necessary because I really want that gun. That 100% true. However, um, 
should we say all the things you get so we could get it out of the way? From what? From beating Nemesis. The first two times, you get a handgun. The third time, mm. you get a first aid box. The fourth time, you get the uh, the shotgun parts A. Shotgun A, yeah. Fifth is shotgun B. And then six, another first aid box. Another first aid thing. And then seventh is the infinite ammo box, which you combine it with one gun. Well, not on your first playthrough. So on your first playthrough, you don't get that infinite ammo thing. You get the assault rifle. Oh, well, that's that's just as good. Yeah, I mean, it's It's at the point. It's at the end of the game. Yeah, and we're going really far. So hold on. So we're at the RPD station, right? And we ran inside. Whether or not we fought Nemesis or and got our Eagle parts or Brad's ID, you basically run inside. And I really like how this game chose to reuse assets. And I don't say that in like a negative sense whatsoever. This is essentially Jill returning to her place of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like this sort of feeling of, wow, Jill used to work here. It must be really bittersweet coming here and having to do all this. She probably didn't want to, but, you know, we get a nice little tour of the map of RE2 for a little bit since we have those assets. And they do mix it up a bit, and I really do enjoy that. Also, for those people that choose to go into the police station and not fight Nemi, and you still need an ID, you could find Jill's ID card in the operation room. Which right. I always found interesting that it was there and not in the evidence room. You know, I never really did question where I found the IDs. I was just too busy trying. I was really concerned on why she says the same internal monologue as Claire and Leon when examining Chris's desk. Like, why would she say, like, oh, the messiness probably reflects its owner's personality? And it's like, but, bitch, you know Chris. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> True. Also, we get to see the emblem again from from Spencer Mansion at Chris's desk. Oh, there's all sorts of fun. But we'll do that for the Resident Evil 2 special because that's where the first time we saw all that. There's all sorts of fun little Easter eggs in there, you know. Um, but no but no Rebecca photo in this one. So also, don't even try what it. What the fuck is it with this small ass star's office? There's bro, it's a it's like a team of twenty people, but there's like four desks. So the idea is, is that they come in shifts, or at least that's what the S.D. Perry novels suggested. So like the day crew or Alpha or Bravo, or whatever, would come in, take their. St- but then, but that doesn't make sense either, because look at Jill and Chris covering the desk with their shit. You know? Like- yeah, like completely. Like, do they do that every shift? I can't work unless my emblems right here, my jackets right here, and my guitar. Sorry, f- sorry, Forrest. I'm a main character. You'll have to understand. <laughs> You won't even make it past the introduction. Damn, that's sad. Um, At least Brad made it a little bit in. Uh, In any case, so we're running around the RPD, uh, and you know what? This this there's a really famous scene here in the RPD that we definitely want to bring up. Um, There's this. It's also kind of like a fucking what's it called? Uh, A plot hole, almost kind of. Because if I understand correctly, we are still within the area of before Resident Evil 2. Oh, you mean the locked-off parts. what I understand. Parts. No, well, the locked-off parts, I assumed, were like, oh, over time, zombies broke it down, or other people took it down. At least that's what I took. The thing I'm confused about is that big-ass hole nemesis jumps through that is definitely not there in Resident Evil 2. <laughs> oh, clearly Marvin put the window back. He, wow, Marvin, quite the craftsman. I mean, Looking he just, does that shit 
for Claire and Leon in their second runs where he has to put everything back to where it was in the in the safes that the that the first run opens is Marvin the Vatiel <laughs> Resident Evil he's he's for people who don't even fucking know who Vatiel is Jesus Silent Hill 3 play it it's really good um in any case, we, we got to move. We got a lot more game to go and we're already a fucking hour in. But, you know, it, it is a really cool scene going in through the RPD, getting jump scared by Nemesis in that one window. Which I made he- a meme of your face in it dedicated to you when you played that on a vanilla run. A what? Yeah, remember? I sent it to you. It's uh, it's with the, mar- the somebody's getting fucked. It's you playing Resi. Whatever. Wait, but are you talking about the the remake or the original? The original. I I made a meme of it like eight years ago. It's on. It's, I need I need to see it again. It, I don't even remember. It's on the Fan bad. Freaks YouTube channel. Anyway, oh uh, <laughs> so we're out of the RPD because we got our lockpick, but we get a message. We get a message from somebody asking us to see at the media place or some media room. It breaks up. We don't know where to go essentially, but. We start going through deeper in the city and we hear gunshots and we hear somebody scream no and run away and we're following them and we well, it wouldn't even be have, the first time as well, by the way, because you keep hearing shit like that throughout the city and you'll find like a dead body and you'll be like, well, great. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing, though. This is where you have two different types of story going to happen here. You could either meet Carlos a UBCS member assigned to save people of the city, save survivors, you can meet him at the restaurant or meet him at the newspaper office. And yes. you get a different fight with Nemesis, depending. Now, which one did you choose, Bone? Which do you prefer? Yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun part about this episode. We're going to record is like, what what, what did you choose your first time and what ended up I being the choo- one you choose more often? You pick first on this one. I usually go to the newspaper office first. I mean, excuse me. That was my first, but the one I go to now all the time now is restaurant. Just quick. Yes. Get it out of the way. Let's let's just fucking throw the fucking oil lantern, blow them up, get the quick thing, go down, go back up, fight them, and that's it. See, that's the thing. So you don't know it, but there are decisions during the live selections where the option will actually knock out Nemesis and give you the item. So, in my opinion, any option that does that is immediately better because that is a free fight out of the way with a bonus. So, you could run into the basement in the restaurant and hide from him, or... You know, you could do as you said, hide in the fucking like dining area, throw the fucking lamp and blow him up with the fucking ga- the gas things behind him. You, and that that gives you the item. And that's definitely what I pick in the now, newspaper office. You could hide from Nemesis and the fire blows out a door and knocks him out just to be. Yes. Fair. So that's the thing, too. Like, I, I never knew about the downtown press office alternate one to fight nemesis i never did that in my initial playthroughs i would always go to the restaurant first because the camera angles i just feel like led me there first so 
I realized during the, the Retro Achievements playthrough that this area was even here, and it's so funny because they put Nemesis in the worst hallway, and this isn't the first time, like, the, the only time you encounter him here, by the way. There's another time you could show up and he fucking pops up around the corner, but there's no live selection to save you. But in this one, you can jump out of the window or hide in the office, and as you said, the, there's just a random explosion that knocks him out. The hide in the back option in the press office is hysterically funny. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, yeah, you know, blowing him up in the kitchen, that's, that's plot that's, armor. You know, that's cool. That's more cool, though, because it's like, whoa, look at that cool explosion. In the press office, there is no reason except the city just says, fuck you, and Nemesis just sort of prat falls through a window and goes, <laughs> that's it. You didn't even have to do anything. But he does come back up. Yeah, well, of course, he's not dead. Yeah. Because you have to fight him the second time to really put him down. The only thing is, is if you do the hide in the back option in the office, it's funny, but I don't think you get the item. So, like, you, you do get it's the item. almost always you do. Yep. Oh, OK. Well, then there you go. Just don't jump out the window. Don't. <laughs> but the jumping out the window, you get a red herb there. That is true. It is actually a very unique room. Bro, that you can't what is get wrong in any with other me? playthrough. Why do I know that? <laughs> No, I, I found that out too when when I was doing the live selections. I'm like, I don't think I could ever get into this room in any other place. No, you, you can't. have to jump out the window. You have to, yeah. But you get rewarded with a red herb, and he's still in there, so you could go fight him, but you lose out the free bonus. I just think it's really funny how many like times Jill will just yeet herself out of a window or jump into a hole like she has no fear and as you'll we'll see as get we go there, through the live we'll get there but the fucking train yeah live. the train one is really ballsy <laughs> this bitch gives no fucks anyway but anyway yeah let's keep moving um we're at so the, right now we meet up with carlos um uh, either which like, way you know i i'm with umbrella and we're here to save people and joe's like umbrella those sons of bitches and she's like, they're the ones really who caused all this, you fucking asshole. And he's like, listen, lady, I just, I just shoot things. Like, I, I just work here. I, I'm not the <laughs> scientist. I didn't make the fucking virus. And, and to be fair, she's completely within her right to be pissed. I mean, she lost her job, city, everything because of Umbrella. So she's just very, like, sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. Fair. Now then. Uh, because Carlos tells us something or whatever, we go through the city and we meet well, up with other. UB Carlos tells us to meet him at the tram. That's why. Right. We. Uh, you're. You're right. We get there and we see other UBCS members. We meet Nikolai, our mm -hmm. other bad guy, um, Carlos again, and Mikhail, who I absolutely fucking love in the original and the remake. Well, Mikhail's the best, and we'll definitely best get to why he's the best in this fucking game. Aside from Jill, of course, hands down. Yes, so we we yeah we meet the rest of the crew, or at least, and not even the whole crew. It's weird. Like there's random other members of the team or other teams that are just around the sea, but this we basically meet three people here. Mm -hmm. You know, Mikhail, Carlo. Well, we already met Carlos, and then of course uh, Nikolai Traderov. Um, he he's in there as well. And they're all like, and they're all like, oh my God, what are you doing? You're a civilian. And she's like, I'm no, I'm no civvy. I'm a member of stars, <laughs> which is like, I guess the inspiration for the Marvel versus Capcom quote that they just took there. Hey, and they're like, come on. <laughs> no, I get it. And they, that too. That's another quote. Hey, come on, come on. That's absolutely there too. Um, so they, they notice her, her, 
her, I was gonna say infamousness, but no, she's very famous as a member of stars. So they're like, here, take this fucking uh, pack or, or, you know, vest or whatever. And it gives you like Honestly, two extra items. This is amazing. my favorite Joe Valentine look. And it does. Oh, with the, pa- with the patches? Yes. Give me a tube top with a mini skirt, a fucking sweater, biker boots, but she has a military harness on with like bullets and shit. And her wielding a fucking assault rifle in that is so hot. Like, dude, that is, that is peak Jill. Like, that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's I, her, I honestly, like, I'm running through the city. Oh, this shit's good for me. Let me take this and some bullets. Let's fucking go, bro. And yes, you get 10 item slots, which is yes. cool because in the uh, in easy mode, you start with 10. <coughs> it's interesting because like Jill's whole thing is she had more inventory slots than in the first game. Yeah. So now she's like getting that again. I, I personally like the regular outfit without the patches pouches only because it kind of clashes with the whole casual wear thing that she's got going on. But I get why she does it. And it, I would absolutely <coughs> do the same. So... <laughs> But, dude, iconic. Absolutely. This outfit, by the way, is iconic. Probably one of the most popular outfits in all of the Resident Evil series is the Resident Evil 3 tube top. Now, here's the thing. We Mm -hmm. have our thing to get out of the city. In every game, you need either the star, moon, sun crest bullshit or get the plugs or get the stone tablets. In this one, it's parts (laughs) for a tram car. Because our evac is at the St. Michael clock tower. And you're wondering, oh, dude, you get to see a clock tower in this game, but not in the remake. You're right. Yeah, well, that's a that's a whole other bag of worms. But 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 don't worry if you wanted, you know, all those uh, all those weird, obscure gems and, and tablets and statuettes and shit that's in here. Oh, oh, you definitely know this is a city that runs on Resident Evil logic. You've you've got gates activated with crystals. You've got fucking like Burnsy, statues that Burnsy, can be swapped Burnsy, out. I know you listen because Bone tells me so. Please, <laughs> hey, please tell us if if you want to listen to the tier listing of the key items oh God. of Resident Evil 3. Nemesis. Resident Evil 3 is extra, like, because there's not even the excuse of, like, oh, it's a crazy madman designer carpenter dude, you know, who designed the mansion. No, no, no. The city is just insane. Like, everyone here okay. just does the most ridiculous shit. Okay, but the <laughs> to, God to of Time key is S tier. I don't care what. <laughs> Of course, look, I, I want to live in a world where we spend as much time decorating our keys. Yeah, you go to the thing at Home Depot and that's cool and shit, but no, like, these motherfuckers engrave their keys with Bro, what they're used the stars for. key, dude. <laughs> I want to own that key. The stars it's a fucking key. emblem. Like, like, it's really cool. All the keys are cool right. in Resident Evil. So, we have our thing. We need a fuse. What else we need? We need a mixed need oil. Um we need the uh, cable. The wires and cable, yeah. Okay, so we know what we need. We got to go back into the city. So we go back, but where do we go first? Hmm, this is what's great about the game because depending on where you go first, you get a different cutscene and and different things happen. This is probably why I love Resident Evil 3 Nemesis so much. Because it's so open-ended like that, yeah. Exactly, and... 
we love Resident Evil for these things, even though we also hate it at the same time because we're like, what's the fucking canon? But, you know, it's in <laughs> Resi 3, it just feels right to do whatever the fuck you want at any given point. Maybe you want to run away from Resi, from Nemesis all the time, and you get a completely different type of story, you know? These things happen. Yeah, and that's really one of the things I really enjoyed about classic Resident Evil as well. Like, in terms of what's canon in the story, kind of takes a backseat to whatever the player is supposed to just experience in terms of, not decision, but like, I guess indecision in a way. Because like, for example, Resident Evil 1 story, you can't play the canon story. Like, the canon story is that Barry and Rebecca survive, so you really can't do that because you can't, you have to pick one or the other. Resident Evil 2, it's a combination of scenarios A and B from fucking both of them. So the classic series has always had this sort of feeling of, you know, choose your own adventure. And there is an underlying story, not that they ever fucking do anything with it half the time, but I mean, like, it is there. Um, but you're right. Resident Evil 3 is really fresh in the example where I can play this game multiple times and find new shit. Like, every time, just because I chose to do something different. Fuck, the live selections that we just talked about, that determines who we run into in the next building, by the way. Really? Yeah. Whether or not you you fucking hide or destroy Nemesis decides whether or not, um... Which one do we go through first? I think it's the sales office? Yeah. Whether or not you run into Carlos or Nikolai at the sales office. No shit. That's why I always get Nikolai, because I always fight. Now, if I recall, I'm trying to remember because in the sales office, I'm not seeing it on the list here, but I think there is one decision and I, I kept getting this one and I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. So let's go to the sales office first because I think that's like the first place we have to go to anyway. Um, it's um, one of them, not the first. Can, can you choose? Because I'm pretty sure the gas station has to be last. No, the gas station doesn't have to be last. I actually do the gas station first. Don't you need the hose? Not at the gas station. You just need the no, wrench. No, to, to take down the... You need the, the wrench to get rid of the fire hose, to, to, uh, to get the fire hose, to use the fire hose on that area right outside the For the, the sales office, point. but I'm talking about the where you get... Oh, that's a sales office. Yeah. I'm talking about the oh, gas okay. station that's right next to the cable car. This happens to me all the time with this game where I mix up the, the multiple locations. You know what's sad? And I'm like, sad? fuck, where is this? I know more about this game's map than I do my own city that I was born and raised in for 34 years. It is admittedly smaller. <laughs> True. Easy to remember. Yeah. You're not, you're not memorizing an ever-changing goddamn map of a city. Um, but no. Okay. So I guess we'll go to the gas station first. So... In the gas station, and this is so funny, You, as per the pattern, tell me what you do first. So what I do first is go to the gas station. I would have already gotten the crank and broken it to then use the wrench that you get in the cable car. There, yeah. Carlos will come in. He'll play hero. You could just go outside. It blows up. And Carlos kills all the zombies and he says, oh, okay, I'll go find some other shit. And you get the oil and the place blows up. Excuse me. I, I rambled there a little bit. Miss, Miss no, you're, I mean, this is the what happens. So you get out of there. By the way, there's also a back to two back to the future references in this. There's the DeLorean right outside and yeah. inside on the wall before Jill gets 
through uh, the explosion happening, you'll see a picture of the cast, Marty, Doc, and Clara from Back to the Future 3. But in the seamless HD, you can see it clearly, and it makes me lose my fucking mind when I see it. Yeah, no, it's really weird how many pictures are in the background from, like, random movies. So you'd be like, okay, what is this doing here? Yeah, like, somebody at Capcom was just like, let's fill it up. And whatever. So at that point, I'm running back to the nearest item box, and I should put the oil away. Uh, you keep the we wrench. We don't have to get that specific. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, you're, you're going into, like, the literal, like, mindset. Okay, I'm going to put this in here and that in there. I'm just, I, A basic story elements. Don't worry. I got you. Because, like, when I went in here... I got Carlos as well, because you can get Nikolai here if you hide or jump out of the window. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, and Nikolai will literally just blow himself up in the, the garage area. He'll be like, ah, oh, oops! And he just fuck. it looks like he dies, but for whatever reason, he just survives, even though it totally looks like he blows up, but okay, sure. Um, Which but is funny, I get Carlos in the, in the sales office... You get uh, zombies crashing in through the window. And this is also where Nikolai, if you do the sales office and you get Nikolai, he shoots a UBCS member. Well, you're, you're jumping ahead here. <laughs> Bro, but we're talking about this. This is what do you mean jumping ahead? This is the point of it. We're talking okay, because I was I was just going to say that when Carlos fights in the front of the gas station, you can go out and check on him and help him or whatever. No, I don't. You, I just solve the puzzle and then come back out. <laughs> he doesn't die. So I don't give a shit. I don't go. Exactly. I just. But in in the video on the YouTube video, you could see you fucking commenting going, Carlos, he's outside. He's going to die. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's fine. I'm guilt tripping <laughs> you, obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, OK. I just want because you did. You did that. And I'm all like, no, he's totally fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, you get the gas and we move on to the next location. Right. Uh, which either is the sales office, which is all the way before you even went to the police station. There was a fire. And this is where you have to use the, the fire hose to put out the fire. However, oh. this is one of the locations. Nemesis will show up for a fight. Yes. If he shows up here, he won't show up later in a hallway and I got really confused because I thought that was the only encounter and I was missing it. So yeah, I almost missed a trophy because of this fucking encounter. But yeah, you have to kill him right outside of the save room. If you want, anyway. <laughs> Alright. True. Uh, so the sales office. Um, in the sales office is actually really interesting because you can get two different scenes here where, yes, there's Nikolai in here and he's basically finishing off, I believe it's Murphy? Yeah, or is it, is, Murphy Seeker. Yeah, I think it's Murphy in there. And he kills Murphy, and then he tries to explain himself to Jill, and then the zombies burst in. No, and the zombies burst in after you get the oil, and you solve the, oh, the right. Safsprin puzzle, or the Aqua Cure yeah. puzzle. Yeah, so you get the TV remote, and you turn on the TV to watch a little commercial of an Umbrella product, and that character model is actually, like, a character model in the game. Like, it's it moves and everything. Yeah. It's it's great, um, which um, also looks like Mayor Warren's daughter, the yeah, girl I mean, that would, gets killed be. by Chief Irons. I'm just saying she's, she's. If I recall, they use that model for the Mercenaries mini game for like Irons's assistant uh, secretary or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one who gives you the briefcase at the end. Anyway, exactly. 
Also, very fun game. We'll get there. So mm-hmm. we go to the sales office. The zombies break in. You could the zombies are gonna go into this like cooler area where you have two pipes because the game is great where it gives you the environment to to use against the zombies. A lot of them. There's red barrels and everything in this fucking game. Hell it's great. yeah. And you have two alternate uh, aim functions. You have R1, which is auto-aim to the enemy, and R2, which is aim to the nearest... uh, uh, Oh, God. Interactable. Yeah, the nearest, like, object or whatever, environmental hazard. And that shit, learn it. Learn it, live it, because holy crap, there's a nemesis fight way later that is, like, super reliant on that. So, like, don't just ignore that. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember now. Yeah, um, fuck that. Uh, no, that's but, great. But I this, love it. Anyway. In this office, though, I get a different cutscene. I usually don't get Nikolai here. I get this weird cutscene of Tyrell basically setting up a bomb, and then it blows up in his face, and that's it. You get Tyrell there? Yeah. So there's a wow. there's a weird there's a weird like alternate story to a lot of these where like someone just blows up. <laughs> When you show up and that's it. That's the big thing. And you're like, uh, all right. But it's it's definitely not as poignant as the, you know, Nikolai murdered one of his members. Not you, only like, that. You could just not get that. In that, when the zombies break in, all you hear is Nikolai screaming, no, you know, in the background, assuming he's dying. Yeah, he, he basically like almost died. Like, I don't know. They, it does that whole thing where if you don't see a body then they're not dead. But you definitely hear a death cry, so I don't know what to think anymore. But when you do kill all the zombies there, you could see where Murphy's body is, and Murphy's body's gone, and it's just a broken laptop. I'm trying to remember... There's also a first aid spray right there. I'm trying to remember if I got Murphy there already dead, because there... Yeah, I I get Murphy dead already as soon as you... Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause, Carlos will be there, and he'll be like, "Who did this?" That I think that's the scene I get. But there is another scene where Tyrell blows himself up, and Nikolai is not involved whatsoever. And it's just very like, huh? Unless he set the bomb, I guess is what I'm supposed to believe. Mm. I don't know. Probably that seems very Nikolai. <laughs> In any case, um, what's the next area after the sales office? I believe so. We it's go to the, the parking garage. Substation. Oh, right. That's where you get the uh, the power cable. We also need the fuse, so we have to go to the substation. Which do you want to go first? Well, we actually never went, because we went to the, the gas station, got the gas, but we needed the oil additive yeah, from to the, get the, the electric station. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll just finish off that item. We go to the downtown substation, and there's like this electric fence on the front of it, or it's just a regular fence. And Jill has the option to increase electricity output okay. or head to the emergency. But that's exit. because you solve a puzzle and zombies are breaking in. Now, right. mind you, if you kill the zombies, that's a that's a free dub. You save ammo. But you also don't get a fight with Nemesis if you go outside, use the emergency. Right. Air. And in that fight, he's c- attacking you from above with a fucking rocket launcher. Oh, we didn't even mention that. He gets that in the police station. So not only that, he's got a fucking amazing ranged weapon. Uh-huh. And that shit is bullshit. Fuck yeah. the rocket launcher. The only good thing about the assault rifle and, like... Well, also the Gatling gun. But the assault rifle is that if you shoot at him while he's with the 
the rocket launcher, he'll miss because the you know the bullets are affecting his aim. Oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, what I ended up doing is because I was getting him caught on corners. There are certain corners where he doesn't register and will be like firing a rocket into a wall. So if you find those places, that's definitely yeah. And helpful. he's got about ten rockets, I believe. But in any case, if you fucking leave, like, if you don't use the electricity output and you you uh, head to the emergency exit or do nothing, you can open up the other gate and you do get something really cool there. Um, trying to remember what it is, though. You get either the grenade launcher or the magnum. Oh, we didn't even mention in the RPD, the locker the in the stars office, room. Yeah. yeah, it's random. What fuck? I think it's it depends on what time you get. To the RPD, and then, like, also, I don't know, it gives I've always us, heard people restarting their runs because of it. It gives us, yeah, because if you get the Magnum, you're dead. I, no, I don't know. Because the grenade launcher is way better, because you get to use freeze rounds, you get to use acid rounds, flame rounds, yada, yada. But, well, in either way, you'll get the other one here. Right. So. Uh, I will say this, the really, um, fuck, I had it and I lost it. Oh, well. Uh, no. <sighs> Gotta remember to take it out of the item box, bro. It's true. But, so we get the fuse here, right? No, we get the oil additive here. No, at the substation you get the fuse. We, Dude, I'm we, looking at the strategy guy. <laughs> we already did the oil additive. The oil additive is at no. the sales office. I'm looking at the thing and it says downtown substation is where you get the oil. Wait, no, but only if you have not already acquired. Oh... You're, See, you're, you know, you know this game more than I do. I thought that was evident. The, the fucking key item in the section here is oil additive, but it's telling me that I should have it beforehand. Never mind, you are correct. Thanks. So, right here, you <laughs> should have the fuse, and then you'll either have the magnum or the grenade launcher. Uh, Hopefully, kill the zombies. We get the fuck out of there. Um, mm. We then go to the parking lot. The parking garage, because that's where the power cable is. And this is where we get a live selection with another fan favorite boss. We get a hint of it, which is the, um, oh my God, Gravedigger. Because you hear him in the fucking, the underground. He opens that fucking hole that you either jump down in this hole that just opened up the sinkhole in the middle of this parking garage, or you... Uh, dodge the boxes. So that's another thing with this specific uh, specific live selection. Like the options are climb up, jump off, and then just do nothing. Right. So in my mind, she's hanging on a ledge, and there are boxes right above her that are gonna slam and hit her in the face. The option of climb up always stuck out in my brain as you're gonna get hit by those boxes if you climb up. So I mean. But then jump off is like, well, you don't know what's down there. Did I just fucking kill myself? So, like, it's a very weird live selection. But you know Listen, what? Man, if you just press climb up, her she just gets and up James and Sunderland always are jumping into holes. Not just, well, you can if you want. <laughs> at least, at least Jill has a choice. James has to do it. There's no other choice for him. True. Uh, I usually climb up and dodge. There's no real need to go back outside. Yeah, once you know that when you pick climb up, she's just going to dodge the boxes anyway. Auto you're dodge. like, what? Why? Like, she just auto-dodges it. It's great. Yeah. I love it. And even if you fall down there, there's just a bunch of worms, and you, you see, like, a yeah, as you said, a hint for Gravedigger. Um, 
But yeah, so we make our way all the way back to the downtown. Well, actually, on our way to the downtown cable car, we run into Nemesis in the fucking hallway. This is a terrible fight. Um, because there's no room. Any of the dodges will go straight into a wall and he'll grab you anyway. I... You have to go into that little area with the stone statue to sort of deal with him. It's the only thing I could think of. Like... Oh, shit. Yeah. You're talking about like the, y th hallway. the three prong hallway. Um, yeah. The Y. Anyway. The YMCA. Uh, it's not fun to stay <laughs> at that Y, let me tell you. Uh... First things first, at this point, I would have about 12 freeze rounds ready to go. But the problem is that the bitch will fucking dodge. He dodges grenade rounds. Yeah. Which... Yeah, he absolutely just sidesteps fucking any grenade. That's why I don't use grenade launchers on Nemesis. I use Magnum. Yeah, I mean, it's not as strong with the freeze thing, but at the same time, like, it's doing the damage immediately and he's not dodging it. I get you. But the freeze rounds gets to stun lock him a bit, so that leaves you open with the Western Custom shotgun rounds. I just feel like I never have enough freeze rounds, so I end up just using it. There's only one fight that I feel like it's useful, and it's coming up right now. So, like, I, other than that, I feel like I never have it for him. Um, uh, I can guarantee you, it, you'd never have enough freeze rounds. There's no such thing. Which is why I <laughs> only beat the game once with, you know, beating him all the time. Uh... And no, I missed the first fight on purpose because, you know, it's fucking difficult. It's a tough one, dude. It's yeah. like the, actually the hardest. But what I immediately do on any vanilla save or whatever, I immediately beat the game once, go to mercenaries, grind fucking Mikhail like 10 times, uh, and then get infinite ammo for everything, and then just go, oh, and get the assault rifle. That's it. You really uh. only need the assault rifle really for that first fight when you do the lock pick like like stun thing it's great enough you don't need it and then obviously so, infinite ammo is just great so mercenary rewards are limited in the retro achievements page they're there if you use them it, it um invalidates the achievement well i so, don't like, i don't want retro achievements then. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. I think it's fun just to get the basic ones. But regardless of that, you make your way back to the, the cable car with Nemesis hot on your tits. And you basically, you find out, um, I think you get to see a cutscene here of, of uh, Mikhail, like, mm -hmm. throw, like rolling one of the fucking gas cans over that's and blowing if, up a shit ton of zombies. That's if you come you back. You didn't use it. Yeah, the two out of three times. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, because you could put stuff back in. That's right. Yeah, time. so you, you go back in, like, after putting two things, you're missing one thing or whatever. For whatever reason, you'll get that, like, scene with Mikhail and you get more lore of the character which is great Love yeah it. so it, again it's just little bonuses that if you decided to go back and check on them you get a little reward for that which is really cool i really do like that but so we get you, the fuck out of the city though yes well you're trying to at least and you basically get uh into the cable car you turn it back on shit's starting up but then oh no someone has jumped in on the last cart and you have to go out there and investigate so you run into the back and you I see Mikhail being this a total fight. bro. I hate this fight because you're not rewarded for it. And you're kind of like stuck in this very intimate room. Yeah, I mean... In the train the car, that fight sucks. I hate that fight. Yeah, but that's the thing though. It's like the only reason you would do that fight, you don't get a reward. And the only reward you would get is getting the retro achievement for beating him in the cable car. So... What I do when I'm not doing that 
is just go back out the door I came. You do not have to fight him here. You could just leave. Oh, see? I always fight him. Yeah, no, in the cable car, it's way, way too small. Like, I did it once because I needed the achievement, but never again. I'll just leave. And then the cutscene, it basically goes to the exact same cutscene as if you were to kill him. So, what's the difference? Yeah, it doesn't make much of a difference. But Mikhail goes out like a total badass. Yes. And this is where we get the wildest life selection, because that is causing well, a train well, how, derailment. How does, how does Mikhail act like a badass? What does he do? Um, He pulls a pin on a grenade and says, you lose. Or, Get off my train, you shit bird. That's okay, that's a remake, says. but that's good too. <laughs> that's way better than you lose, whatever. Um, So pulls Either a pin way. on a fucking grenade, yeah. but it's causing a train derailment. So you have to make a choice. You either pull on the emergency brake or jump out the fucking window. Or you just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't know why anybody does do that, but all right, you can. It's so funny, because you th when you first see this system, you think, oh shit, if I pick the wrong thing, I'm going to fucking die. I don't think there is a single live selection that will outright kill you, even if you do nothing. Do you not take damage if you do nothing? I think you'll, uh, like, for the boxes, you take a small a bit of damage. And if you do nothing for the Nemesis encounters, Nemesis usually gets a free hit because he runs up to you. But nothing will actually just instant kill you. The game isn't unfair like that, weirdly enough. What a great balance game, I would say. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've grown to like it a lot more, knowing certain things, but outside of it. It rewards you yeah. for, for knowing the game. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about those options again, because I feel like most people are going to pick use the emergency brake, thinking it's going to work. But then when it breaks in your fucking hand, uh, it's basically the same exact option as doing nothing. So whatever. But um, you get to two different points of St. Michael's Church. Well, those two ones take you to the same one. But the other option of jumping out the window Definitely does oh, take yeah. you to a different I part of the I never count the do nothing. I apologize. I don't. That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't exist for me. So yeah, you jump out the windows. Stop. You know, which one do you do? Because I always use the emergency brake. Because I love the opening of the big like pan up to the clock tower thing. I. <laughs> I like jump out the window. I think it's so fucking crazy. <laughs> just Jill, Jill just kind of is like her self-preservation instincts are so high to the point where she's doing dangerous things to survive. Like she's just like, fuck this shit. And just jumps out of a goddamn moving train car. Just that, fuck That's it. full Who tilt cares? and derailing. I don't know if you guys understand this. Like it's going full speed. <laughs> Yeah. And it is not stopping. <laughs> like, the brake, like, literally snaps off because it's going so fast. And Joke says, fuck this, tuck and roll, bitch. And oh my god, I don't know. It just kind of really fits with her character for me, as well as using the brake, too. But I mean, like, I just love this, fuck this. And then Carlos is like, Jill? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> and then, you, of course, when, no. it, when it does crash... Um, you, you kind of just, you know, you meet up with them anyway. But you get two uh, different alter, alter interactions with them. Because you get one where you slap the shit out of them. Is that there? Yeah, that's there. This is, this is where you get to make that choice. Oh, okay. So I was wondering why I skipped it. 
because there's another point later that I thought you slap him. But oh, in the I, dead factory. Yeah, because there's one part where he goes a little bit crazy in the undead factory, and then you. I, 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 are there two slap scenes in this game? I don't. Can, <laughs> can you do it in the same run? Oh my god, the slap Carlos run. Oh my god, and that's that's, that's, that's an idea for really a stream. I was pissed that the remake didn't have that. That's one of the best cutscenes in the game, though. Yeah. Where it's like Jill basically going, wake up, motherfucker. I've done this before. It's survival time. Yeah, um, don't fucking wimp stuff. out now, man. Great, great interaction with those characters there. Um, but yeah, so that's the train option. Very ballsy. But Jill really doesn't give a fuck. It is going to be her last escape. Like, you, 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 whether you like it or not, dude. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, moving on, we crash into the clock tower, because that was our destination, so luckily, that's a good thing. Um, we look around the clock tower, oddly Spencer Mansion-esque, a little tiny bit, mm-hmm. um, but I like that. It's just like a common design thing with Raccoon City. Uh, a lot of old-timey doors with the weird ring door handles. Like, I don't really think that would be... Whatever, it's fine, it doesn't matter. Um, this is, like, one of the only times you fight the fucking spiders, I think, right? Unless it happens in the zoo somewhere. No, this is one of um you you could also fight them, oh my god, in the street by the substation. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but true. that's but that's um, but that's a random occurrence. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Fuck spiders anyway. So the clock tower has one of the worst puzzles in the game for me. Oh, is it the obsid the obsidian, the amber puzzle, the ball puzzle? Uh, yes. One hundred thousand percent. You know what's uh, really I... fucked up for Chrissy is the music box puzzle you mentioned this before like she has like uh t- what tonight uh, hear- no. yeah a hearing difficulty with pitch yeah and it is a really shrill noise there i mean i personally don't mind it but i don't have that so i guess it doesn't affect me as much but um that puzzle's easy at least to do and if you need to mute it you can yeah uh but that fucking Kronos puzzle, holy shit. I am not going to keep track of three sets of numbers and how they interact with each other depending on how I placed it in. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no. never been able to accomplish a speed run because of this type of puzzle shit. This, the water one, the fucking, the music box one. Well, luckily, I mean, I can, I can do the water one. I can do the, um... Also, the electric panel one. I don't know why some people have problems with that one, where you have to just line up the columns. That was never an issue for me. Um, or unless that's the water one that I'm misremembering. Yeah, that's the water one. The okay, columns. well, I didn't have a problem with that one all that much. But this fucking... if I found out that if you look at the clock in the center and look at what time that is, you'll find online that there are presets depending on what time that is in the center. For the clock puzzle? For the clock puzzle. So if, like, the center is midnight, you'll use a specific order. Or if it's 1130, you'll use a specific order. That's how I got through it. I mean... fuck that shit. God, could you imagine the Resident Evil 3 Nemesis cheat sheet? It must be, like, three pages. Well, it's not... There are randomized elements, but there's really not much you can do, like, for the cheat sheet. It's just another combination. It's uh, not, like, a true. whole different puzzle or anything. That's true. Um, which, it works. I mean, I like the freshness of it, for sure. Um, does make speedrunning a total pain in the ass, but whatever. But I want your advice on doing a speedrun without, like, the safest speedrun without dying, because that's a trophy I need. <laughs> well, that would be with infinite ammo. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't do that. Um, well, you shit case, out of luck, buddy. 
in the clock tower, you do both of these puzzles. Um, then you basically are fucking just about to leave because you've you've set the uh, what's it called? You've activated the bells. You've quasi modoed, right? And you've come down the ladder and you run into your best pal. Um, so Nemesis arrives and he's basically just here and he's like, "Hey, surprise, bitch! Thought you lost me on that tram, but no, I love clock towers." Is this and- the balcony fight? Yes, this is. Oh, okay. I always electrocute him. All right. So there's use the light, use the cord, or do nothing. So using the light basically uh, blinds him, and then Jill just does like a quick little shove and pushes him off the railing, which is really cool. However, you do not get the item that you get for killing him, but you will get the item if you use the cord, which is using this electricity wire, I guess. You just basically throw this mm-hmm. like electric wire in a puddle in front of him, yeah. and he like gets electrocuted, and he falls to the ground, and you get the item. So I didn't know that using the cord gets you the item, so when I did that run where I killed Nemesis, I did nothing here and killed him straight. Oh, here. wow. What a savage. Did you put him? It was. <sighs> did you not bring him into the hallway where there's the bombs on the wall? No, because he kept disappearing. Oh. I kept fucking up. I don't know why. So I had I just killed him there and it was it was fucking hard, but whatever. I did it. I, I don't know. I wasn't sure if the court was gonna give me the item. So I whatever. So you could use the court, electrocute him, and then run back downstairs. Now, this is an amazing scene that happens as soon as you leave the fucking uh, clock tower. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Tell you me. want you want Tell me to say me. it? Yeah. Okay. Do it, do it. So Vi- help me visualize. Game, the game sets you up and you you do this thing where you alert the escape vehicle and you had a really, you know, you had a fight with Nemesis, admittedly easier than you'd think, but whatever, it, it, you did it. Also, you walk through the front door. You see the helicopter, right? Uh-huh. But what is it? What's the helicopter? A Hindy, Colonel. Well, what's a Russian gunship doing here? <laughs> it is a Hindy, though. I don't know. I, I didn't know the differences in helicopters and not that it fucking matters because Jill will nicely go down here and she waves to the helicopter. In slow-mo, she, like a Zack Snyder it's movie. finally over. And then whoop-ham, Nemesis whips out the rocket launcher and shoots down the helicopter. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think there has been a single monster since that has blue-balled the main character this hard before. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's ever been, oh, I'm sorry. Was that the escape vehicle? Tough shit, buddy. Bro. I mean, you know what Mike else is great? Four, but I don't know. Is that he literally killed Umbrella soldiers just to like, no. No, you're not leaving. We're not done yet. We're not done. I don't even know if that was Umbrella soldiers. I well, have no the idea UBCS, the they're the helicopter. They're the extraction team. Which leads me to an interesting thought. Like, what if they got on the helicopter and they're like, wait, you're, you're stars? And then they just you know, her. kill her. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? That'd be terrible. But I mean, that would be realistic with what the fuck they're doing with stars True. members. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Nemesis in a weird outward way oh, actually fuck. saved her life. Why are you simping so hard for this man that you're defending? Are you, you're fuck defending. you. I will... I can't simp for Nemesis. Look, I think he's big and that's really sexy and all. And look, the tentacles, that's really cool. But at the same token, he's a dick. Like, he's just an asshole. I don't... Look, man, you can be as hot as the fucking sun, but that doesn't give a shit when, like, I can't stand being near you for more than a second. Fuck him, dude. That's awful. Anyway, 
it leads to the greatest fight, which gives and us not why I'm not marrying him. Sorry, go ahead. All right. <laughs> but canonically, it makes Jill infected because it happens in story. There's no way around it. Nemesis will infect Jill with the virus. Right, because all the other times he's thwapped me with his tentacle. That didn't count. No. But this one does. <laughs> no. Well, it's assuming you're doing a no damage run. That's that's what the that's what the lore dictates. Um, yes, and you gain a unique status that has never been in the game since. Infected, right? Uh, it's just called virus. Oh. Shitty name. Virus status. But you have no idea if you're fine, caution. Obviously, it's the you'll, worst. you'll know when you're in danger because she's just gripping onto her, her fucking stomach like they all do. But when she's yeah, in danger, she's like hop stepping away. But he's got his fucking a range attack now with his the whip with his fucking tentacle. And uh-huh. you have this huge fight and it's a very like surrounded by fire. It's in the courtyard of the church. It's fucking great. As soon as you finally beat him, he fucking goes lays down in the fire, basically passes out there. Uh, you pass <laughs> Which, out. Carlos by the way, just comes. really quick, you, you I, just he he falls into the fire, which is great because this is like the one fight I have the freeze rounds. So he is icicled up, going in the fire, <laughs> <laughs> just to dethaw a bit. You know, I like that. I get you. I feel that. I respect it. Uh, that makes super sense. It's a. It's literally Terminator Two, where he gets icicled, and then the lava from the smelting factory. Turns the T-1000 back into the cop. Oh, wait, wait. F- fa- factory? Oh, wait. That's that's interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting connection there. And what, and what happens to Nemesis in the factory? Oh, I guess we'll hear about that when it happens. Yeah. Um, we'll but yeah, when you fight Nemesis there, it is actually admittedly a really hard fight. It's also an extremely bullshit fuck you fight because... because <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking heart palpitation because... When you first are in that courtyard without a nemesis, there are three green herbs in the corner. And in my mind, I'm, oh, well, I remember fighting nemesis here. So I'll save those for when I fight. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Those disappear during the fight. Oh, okay. Thanks. (laughs) That's what you get. Man, fuck you. The game said, fuck you. You thought you thought wrong, bitch. Me walking into the nemesis fight with two red herbs going, where the fuck are my greens? What is this? I was so pissed. It's in the YouTube video, so you can see the exact moment where that happens. Um, but in any case, you fight him here. He's actually really intense. You get infected. Car- As you say, Carlos appears. And he's like, oh, Jill. And he fucking picks you up. A lot of this game is them just saying each other's names. Let's be honest. True. That's um, like 80% of the dialogue. Fucking, he carries your ass. All the ladies love my accent. Into the, he carries you into the church in the clock tower. Which is beautiful, by the way. We get this intimate chapel. It's a great save room. It's in my top five save rooms, I believe. It's gorgeous because you have the rain and it's it's really cool. Yeah, like, it's and you get really this cool really room. great story of her going, I don't feel wrong, but maybe that's what's wrong with me. If I don't feel yeah. anything, you know, like... Bro, that is that is stressful as fuck. And not only that, when we played this, you and I, we know Jill from fucking RE1. So her Yeah, being, we don't want to see her die. We don't want to see her die. We love her to death. This is our waifu. This is this is the the main bitch. This is our main girl. 
and she's scared. And if she's scared, we're scared. This is, I will jump out of a window without a second thought, Jill, and she's scared. So it's like, oh, fuck, this is serious. And um, as we're alluding to here, she is unable to continue walking or, or really we investigating. We and so Carlos. we play as our second character. We play as Carlos. Um, if you examine Jill as Carlos after you assume control, she basically begs Carlos like to shoot her if she does turn. So you get an extra little scene of that. Um, it's also a trophy, so be sure to get it. Uh, <laughs> so Carlos's segment. Carlos's segment is interesting, if I may say so myself. It, it, it poses to okay, me... For, okay, first off, Carlos starts with an assault rifle, his handgun... pistol. Yeah. And that's it. He doesn't get anything else. That's all he gets. Obviously, he gets a knife, right? Okay, sure. But the knife... I, bro... It's in the box. I, I don't even think he has it on him. You have to go get it. Yeah. You. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Fuck. The Hunters. Yeah, so I didn't want to say it outright, but like, okay, so right now your job is to go to the hospital to get something for Jill. Now, I don't know what the hell Carlos thinks he's going to get at the hospital for Jill, but hey, we're going there anyway. So you, the moment you walk through the fucking front doors, a cutscene happens, and in the corner you see a zombie walk out, and then its head pops off, and every person who played Resident Evil 1 goes... Oh no! 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 We we and already we switched hear, these out with liquors. We like, hear the no. <laughs> we hear the raspy he the the cree the whatever thing it does the fucking screech that they do. I, I can't even. I fuck. Oh my! It's so traumatic. And in your mind, you're like, all right, well, I got an assault rifle. I'll go ahead and take him out. No, bitch, get stun locked. It's over. And it's two what? of them. And did we forget to mention the dodge mechanic is triggered by the same button as the aim as the shoot button? button? No, it's the same. No, it's the same button as the shoot button. Not even aim. I thought it was aim. No. So that's the thing, though, because you'll be trying to shoot, but then you'll dodge and you'll go, oops. <laughs> Well, so man. I don't might have been a better decision to make it like circle or something, but they made it X. So I don't know why, but it makes this fight kind of hard for real, uh, which is best to just run away. However, there is a reserve yes. there, so you got to balance that shit out. But yeah, well, I, I so fucking run away from hunters in this. I will always go to run away from hunters. But guess what, motherfucker? Guess what's a, guess what's an achievement? Kill the hunters in each room is Carlos. Ah, <laughs> Dog. So that was fun. Um, but yes, are these achievements to... only in hard mode? Yes. Wow. No easy mode. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? There's those were you're, the you're worst literally ones. doing this to yourself. I am. I really am. Um, I I wanted your assistance because I want to see if I can get through this segment without dying because I usually do die here because you'll go through the hospital, which is really cool because if you had played Outbreak. You'll recognize a lot of these maps. Are you using this is, the assault rifle in manual or auto? Uh, I didn't even Zuby. I didn't even know there was a choice. I think I just used it the way it was. Well, manual does four round bursts, three to four round bursts, and auto just like sprays and prays. Well, I don't. I think I might have just had it on auto because that's how it starts with. 
But um, what I was saying really quick is that the map here is what they base the outbreak um, hive, the hive map. Yeah. Uh, that that was based on this map in Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So I recognized a lot of these places after playing Outbreak, and I'm like, oh shit, it's really cool. I didn't really have that moment when I first played, but now now that I played Outbreak, it was really fun. Um, so you do all this walking around in the fucking hospital trying to figure out how to get the, I guess, uh, I don't know, ingredients for a fucking antivirus that this entire city really needs. And it turns out they were so close, so close to making a fucking cure. It's right there. And all Carlos needed to do was to shove it in a machine and press a button. He did And move levers. And move levers. And this mercenary somehow chemically engineers with a high school degree. Yeah. Engineers the cure to the fucking T no T, yeah? I guess it's it's the G and T. It's T virus. Alright, get the T virus cured. Um, and he was like, all right, cool. I'll bring this back to Jill. And you're just like, yeah, you just did that, huh? You just shoved it together with your hands and boom, done. And then right after that, oh, two hunter gammas just fucking break out. Yeah, that's, that's a leave. That, that's a big leave ending right there. (laughs) You just fucking get the fuck out. But see, here's the part. Here's the part that has me worried about my, my no save run, because that's a trophy that I need to get. Um, the no save run here where there's the elevator with, where they, you get jumped by five zombies the minute you open the door and it's random when that happens and the hunter room right outside that fucking place. You mix the, the chemicals, those hunters, if you run to the elevator and don't kill those hunters in the hallway, you are dead because they will clog up the elevator and it will say some, something is in the elevator door. And you will not be able to leave. They will stun lock you and you will die. So, like, I got to figure out a way to maneuver that safely. Good luck. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, you run out of the hospital and on your way out through the lobby, you go, oh, shit, what's this? Is this a bomb? Someone set us up the bomb. That's oh, God, that's really oh, this old. is where I get Tyrell. In the hospital, I get Tyrell in the hospital. I get Tyrell on the third floor, or the fourth floor or whatever. And Nikolai is like threatening to shoot him or shoots him. And then before Tyrell dies and Carlos confronts Nikolai, he pulls the pin on a grenade. You jump out of the way. Nikolai jumps out the fucking window, pulling a Jill. Yeah, pulling a Jill. Yeah, okay. So I was mixing it up. In the first area where Nikolai shows up, I get the, the scene where Nikolai kills Murphy. In this scene, I don't get the confrontation with Nikolai. Here, if you go to the basement first, or was it basement last? Which one did you just say? I did uh, fourth floor first, basement last. Basement. So I do basement, basement first. Yeah, you get Tyrell there triggering a fucking safe and he just blows it up. up. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how this happened, but sure, I guess the idea is that Nikolai set up that bomb. But like, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. It's like whomp whomp. Yeah. But I like the the fourth floor first because it makes sense who sets up the bomb more than if you do the yeah. Tyrell one because it just like who would put all these bombs even though we all it's know not very Nikolai. clear. But now that now that we're talking about it, it's a pretty big possibility. It's Nikolai still like that makes sense to me. No, it's, um, it's definite. <laughs> it's definitely Nemesis. Nemesis set up all those bombs. Let's be honest. The, o- the Aqua Cure girl. Yeah, n- Nemesis is basically a Bane from Batman and Robin. He's got the he's got the tubes. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um. 
But anyway, so you get out of the hospital and there's this sick cutscene of you running out of the hospital as it's blowing up because all the bombs set off. And here's an interesting little quirk of fate that like is very, I don't know, it's random, but this is what it is. So after you blow up the hospital with Carlos, you can go back and examine the rubble and Carlos will say, there was a hospital here. It's gone now. <laughs> I did not know that. Like, I shit you not, my friend. He says it. I've I've confirmed it. He goes, there is a hospital here. It's gone now. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, that's a normal phrase to say. Like, there was something here, but it's gone. But my Silent Hill 2 ass is like, holy shit. Did this, like, somehow guess Silent Hill 2? I mean, you look at uh, Resident Evil Survivor. Guess what the nightclub is called in that game? Heaven's Night. Heaven's fucking night. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, maybe they're they're both referencing and yet, something. Twenty years but I don't know. later, twenty years later, PT comes out. What also comes out? Resident Evil Seven: Biohazard. I don't. I don't know. I just think that maybe they're both referencing something called Heaven's Night, like Silent Hill and Resident Evil are both referencing another piece of media called Heaven's Night. But I don't know. It's so weird that it shows up here. You know what else um, is well, weird? At least Silent Hill is better designed as a town, as an American town, than Raccoon City. Yes, and that's because they actually flew out people to America. And saw how and big our streets that. are. Yeah, and it's really funny. They're like, we went to a lot of dingy places on purpose. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry. It sounded like you have a shitty trip, but I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Um, in any case, so you go back to the chapel where uh, Jill is, which, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, but in the remake, they moved this room into the hospital, but they didn't keep the chapel aesthetic, which bothers me greatly because guess what they have at hospitals? What? Chapels. Oh, that's right. They have fucking chapels in there, at least the ones in down here in fucking Florida. So, like, I don't know. It made sense. Like, why not just leave the chapel in the hospital? You didn't have to change. Anyway, regardless, you get to Jill. You manage to, to save her. And by the way... At this point, apparently, when Jill wakes up is when Resident Evil 2 has already ended. Really? When Jill wakes up? Oh, yeah, because it's like the next day. Because remember, at the end of 3, the city blows up. At the end of 2, the train blows up. Yeah. So it's it's more that like Resident Evil 3, the first half before Jill gets knocked out is before slash during Resident Evil 2. And then after Jill wakes up is after Resident Evil 2. Jill is the last person to leave, apparently. Jesus. Which is easy to believe when you think about how they leave in the helicopter. It's like literally minutes before it all blows yeah, up. Yeah, and they even feel the aftershocks in the air. Yeah, so Jill is like one of the last people to get out of there. Um, in any case, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. So, so you recover Jill. But you get uh, a pretty sick reintroduction to Nemesis, this time part two. He is evolved. Yes. He and is... easier. Yeah, because he does... I used to think his fucking trench coat had armor. It might. Honestly, it feels like it. It really does, because he tanks a lot of hits in the first forms. And this one, he's a lot easier to dodge. He does mainly tentacle moves, which is way better than the charge and dash push that he always does. Mm -hmm. Like, he's all around a lot easier to deal with in this form. He's Thankfully, also, he's like this. He does have a move that'll take you from fine to red caution, which is the grab. And if you don't mash out of it, 
And you, oh, he'll see you at the slam. He will fucking slam the shit out of you repeatedly, bro. Command he grab. He loves doing that to Carlos. Like, yeah. as far, it actually is, by the way, one of his grabs in Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, buddy. Um, oh, it's in there. So you do also get like an, a possibility that if you don't stop him, he will kill Jill. Yes, so it's like an alternate bad end where you get this extra cutscene of him fucking throwing Jill around in the game over. It's it's kind of comical, but I hate getting it, so I don't I don't like doing it. I'd rather restart the game than see it. If well, that makes any sense. the game re- forces you because it's a game over. So yeah, but I restart quicker. I go, oh no, yeah, obviously. restart. <laughs> um, I just get I get mad, but whatever. You just fucking. But that's the thing. You actually don't even need to fight. Nemesis is Carlos. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. You can literally just run into the door before Nemesis tries slamming on it, and just you'll just do the fight as Jill. Oh, that's so much easier. Yeah, and you get an item for beating him that way. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, that's the last fight fight. Yeah, you have that to is do the to last fight fight, because after that, we go to the Dead Factory. That is correct. So before we go to the Dead Factory, though, there's a little bit of a passageway from because when we played as Carlos, there was a fork in the road. You can make a left to go to the hospital or you can make a right to go to the Raccoon City Zoo. Mind park. you, again, this is park. Oh, you're right. This is a park. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say this is the zoo from Outbreak, but you're so right. This is a park and not exactly the zoo. Yeah, we go to Raccoon Park, which uh, is only mentioned briefly in the remake. It's another map that Outbreak took inspiration from, mm-hmm. let's be honest. So, I mean, it's it's there. But here's the thing about the park that really interests me. It is the only place in all of Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 that has randomized enemies. True, because you either get hunters, zombies, the worms, and I think that's it. Okay, so in this game, there are multiple, like, enemy possibilities, like, oh, you'll get a dog instead of crows here, and that's a normal thing that happens in most of the scenes, but in the park specifically, there is, like, five or six different enemy types you could run into. I just only know the three that I just said. You can run into zombies, you can run into hunters, you can run into the the tapeworm things, you can run into... baby grave diggers. um, Yeah, the baby grave diggers. You can run into... um, the 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 drain demos, if I'm not mistaken, like no there's other things way. you can I run into. I fucking hate there. the demos. You you, I th- I'm pretty sure I did, but I don't know. So you'll do that, and then there's other new enemies that can be introduced. There's the the swallow hunters. Bro, we need a Resident Evil fighting them. game with just the monsters. I well, look, Marvel versus Capcom has tried really hard, and they've got no, a lot but of Resident think Evil about it: brain demo versus liquor, or liquor versus hunter. These Bro, are really I'm good here fights. for Tyrant versus Nemesis, Mister X versus William Birkin. There's so many things you could do here, absolutely. Yeah, and I would love a mercenaries and just do it there. Fuck it, I don't care. Um, but a fighting game would be cool too. But in any case, so the park I just think is really interesting because you'll you'll go through it expecting something, die. You'll go through it, die, then go back expecting that same thing, and it'll be a completely different enemy. And you're like, what the fuck? Am I playing a randomizer? What is this, a randomizer episode? <laughs> um, but, Thank you, know, you for it, the BoJack reference. Cool. But yeah, yeah that's great. That's so good. Uh, I don't usually have a difficult time here, except when it's the Hunters. But at that point, I have like something for just in case. Right, you're you're pretty stalked by this point. I just think it's so curious that this is the only time they ever tried doing that. 
where it's like this is a truly random zone with five different enemies it can be like also isn't the bridge kind of like that because you either get hunter gammas or zombies there yeah the entire park the entire park is like completely there's probably sets but it feels random we also fun fact you can shoot the the, lights and that does damage that does do damage because they're lanterns and they set things on fire Mm. but we do get our other boss in the game gravedigger with a banger of an intro, dude. He's he's interesting. If I recall, didn't we fight him sooner, or is it yeah, here? Yeah, well, you you do, but it's an optional fight. Yeah, because it, it's like you can you can um, it's the, on the way to the cable car and it falls beneath you. Yeah. Um. Oh, whatever. We'll talk about him though. He's he a, he's opens a, a fucking sinkhole and then he starts attacking you, but you can just evade him because there's no point to shoot him there. Unless you do shoot him there, he just runs away. You don't, you don't kill him. Oh there. yeah, because you fight him twice. That's the and then there's a there's a necessary part, and that's oh yeah, because you find fucking Nikolai's little hidey hole. Yeah, with all the supervisors that he killed. That that is one thing I really did like about Resident Evil Three because I feel like they don't really talk about it, but like the supervisor team that was in charge of making sure everyone died, they had their own little headquarters room, and that was in the cemetery. And tell me that's not fucking poetic. Yeah. Also, you get zombies to get out of the ground, which answers the question, would they revive the resuscitate those before you get it in Code Veronica? Which I always thought was cool, that you get, you know, the virus showing up in a cemetery. Yeah, and I guess the idea is these are freshly buried bodies at the very least, because I doubt any skeletons are getting up. No. But, like, yeah, these are somewhat recent, and they're still coming up. And they they did this exact scene in the movie, too, where, like, they they tried to homage it. Very curious, the scenes that the movies chose to actually keep. But we'll do that when we talk about the movies. Yeah, man. Um, Oh, my God, that's going to be, like... Should we that save that for one. next year? Each each episode be a movie. Uh, either that or people suffer through e- doing a movie each fucking episode. Because <laughs> we need we need to do an episode for each movie. There's no way we're gonna be able to talk about all the movies in one episode. It no, would be too won't. long. In fact, yeah. this ep- this podcast is already two hours long so far. So let's well, as far as we know, there might be some cuts. So <laughs> there's no cuts here, baby. Anyway, so. Getting out of the park. We what do we see? We killed Gravedigger. You could insta-kill him, I believe, with the fucking lamp going into the water, and then he gets electrocuted, or you could Well, do I it. thought that was the way you had to kill him. No, you could just shoot him enough times. Oh, um, okay. But that takes a lot of time. It does, because I didn't believe that. <laughs> so we're done with this. We're getting the fuck out of here. We find this long bridge leading to this kind of like mysterious factory. Uh-huh. And then we get our, I think, our our second to last live selection of the game. Mm-hmm. We either push Nemesis off the bridge or we Jill this shit and jump off the bridge ourselves. So so here's the thing, though. Really quick. It, 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 it's and you very get a different important. And this opens up to a different ending, right? Yeah. This determines your ending, which is the most bizarre thing. Like, I wouldn't. Why is this decision the one that chooses your ending? And not the later ones where you're like negotiating with Nikolai and shit. I don't know. This one just felt very weird. But regardless, I just want to mention why? Why is there a factory connected to a park across a fucking chasm? Just, just like, what is this rickety ass bridge even doing here? <laughs> 
And not only that, there's this park is open to the public. It's not like hard to see this shit, you know? You could Well, admittedly, you did have to get an employee key to get through this place. Dude, but it's like it's a fucking lock like a padlock door. <laughs> I just I just don't know. Like I'm confused. Do because the people of Raccoon City cliff? not question things? But where is this cliff? Because if I recall, the hospital is on the other end of the park, right? So like I don't where is this giant no, cliff? No, it's to the west. I I guess there's just like this giant fuck off cliff. Or maybe right at the, the fucking explosion did that. No, no. Someone built a goddamn bridge for this fucking thing. No. It this had to have I don't understand it. But regardless, Nemesis appears on this rickety fucking Indiana Jones in the fucking Temple of And Doom apparently bridge. it could hold its weight. Right. And here's the thing. You get three options here. You you of course can do nothing. You can push him off, which is like, of course you'd think to do that. Or you can jump off. Which do you do? So, I mean, Jill, again, doesn't give a shit and will jump off of anything to survive. Um, Normally, my brain says, hey, push him off. Because you know what? That keeps me safe and makes him go bye-bye, right? But no, motherfucker. Now that I learned that this determines my ending and whether or not I see my Ari boyfriend, I'd have to do jump off. <laughs> I I do jump off actually because you get a, a fun interaction with Carlos in the in the water thing. Yeah, I think this is you don't slap him here. I think you slap him if you push. Yeah, you slap him if Which you push by the radio thing. Yeah, with and again, if you and this is why I like doing the, the the achievements and getting through them. I would never have actually taken the time to see every single one and like hunt them out, like literally go out of my way to see each one. Because Unless the really achievements cool. kind of gave you the idea that. Yeah, because things. I normally wouldn't do everything. I would just do the things I want. But it, I really got to see it a, other another side to the game. And it was really cool to see just how different things could be um, and how things you connect that you would never imagine would. So yeah, jumping off gives you the the fucking uh yeah, let's just say it here because it's important. Jumping off gives you the berry ending, and pushing him off gives you the fucking fly away with Carlos ending. So I have a giant unhealthy crush on Barry, so I only really can pick the one. So you push him off too? We always scene? push. I always yeah. push. Sorry. So it's so interesting because um if you do jump off, you actually get another boss fight. If I recall, if you push him off, you don't get this extra fight. What do you mean? So, the, you do the Dead Factory stuff, and basically the Dead Factory is like this waste management center, and I really like this, because it's like basically this giant vat of just fucking, like, acidic shit that's supposed to, like... I don't know, break down the city's garbage, which is why I like this version of the Undead Factory rather than Nest 3 or whatever, the Nest 2 or whatever the fuck it was. Right, right, right. Remake. Right. It feels more like a dilapidated factory, and I like that a lot more. Um, in any case, so you're going through this fucking factory doing shit, um, dealing with some of the most fucking annoying puzzles, and there's an extra live selection. Not really, okay. You do all the puzzles and Nikolai locks a door behind him. So you have to find a way to open it. And when you do, you basically follow him into this room, right? Mm -hmm. And 
he somehow uh, is around the corner and he waits for you. And he basically encounters, he like confronts you and has a little talk with you about like what his motives are and like, why don't you just leave me alone? I'm not on Umbrella's payroll. And he'll basically say, no, fuck it. You have a, a, a bounty on your head or some shit. And he'll say, I, I'm not negotiating with you. And he'll run away. If you chose to jump off the bridge, if you push Nemesis, this cutscene with Nikolai ends with Nemesis pulling Nikolai through the vents and killing him there. Ooh. He I, just dies there. That's the one that usually, I think, happens, right? Nikolai I never got that one when that I played. Nikolai dies? No, but okay. Nikolai can die from multiple different ways. This is the only way to get Nemesis to kill Nikolai is pushing him off the bridge because then Nikolai will die there and he won't get the helicopter that he fights you with in the communications tower. Right. That makes sense. And therefore you don't get Barry. So you literally, yeah. And you don't get Barry because Carlos just gets it. So, and, and you don't have to do that boss fight at all because if you jump off the bridge, you have to like, there's another uh, live selection with Nikolai where he's talking to you from inside a helicopter and you're in like in a, a communications tower and you can either attempt to negotiate with him, return fire wow. to the chopper or do nothing. Which I believe you could blow up the helicopter. Yes, so most most people are going to pick return fire to the chopper because why in the fuck would you try to negotiate with Nikolai? He's an asshole. And I have like a goddamn AK, uh, no, an AR-15 or a machine gun or whatever the fuck it's an M4 in my goddamn pocket, um, whatever you said, and a bunch of other shit that I've been keeping. Don't use the grenade launcher. At least I don't think that helps. For whatever reason, I think I fucked it up and I, I lost it one time where I tried using the the grenade launcher but in any case um and that's what happened in the youtube video and i was pissed but you can basically blow him up here and nikolai will die here um but if you choose to negotiate with him he just runs away and that's it yeah but you save ammo that way and you don't have to do the fight so like in my mind if i'm doing that no save run i'm gonna fucking push nemesis off so nikolai dies there and i don't have to do this in the first place <laughs> well i don't know um so we're we're right at the end. We are like right at the home stretch. We go down this elevator that's in the communications tower, and it takes us to this battlefield. This battlefield is super interesting. We you have, like, skipped no the time fight to look at it. with Nemesis where he gets melted by the acid, did we? Oh fuck! You're absolutely right. So before, while you were unlocking the door that Nikolai locked, you got to confront um, Nemesis again inside this like I don't know. I, I think of the that garbage room in Star Wars. Where like yeah, it's yeah. it's like a compression thing or whatever, and it drops you into the fucking acid. Um, but you have to fight him there. And by the way, that's the fight that you need to learn regular aiming and auto aiming to environmental things. Because if you try to aim at all in that room, you will immediately aim at the vials. Yes. Also, or or Nemesis is weakened by this fight because he's being affected by the acid, and yes. it's melting pieces off him. It's a really cool fight. You have the upper hand the entire time, I feel, because he's like slow, he's staggering, you have the environment against him. Yes, it's not a hard fight, but there was an achievement where I had to beat him with like, I think it was like 50 seconds left on the clock or something, and it was like, god damn, so you really had to speed run his ass, and that was annoying, but overall, he's not too, too bad. 
Um, so, however, we get the umbrella key card. We get the fuck out of this locked room for the boss fight. He do that whole Nikolai thing. Do the whole Nikolai thing. At this point, there was a cutscene while we were going to the Nikolai thing. Uh, fucking Nemesis gets taken down to the garbage where he gets fused with all the garbage and whatever bacterial infections are there and all this. And apparently other corpses. Exactly. So he starts just fucking mutating. But there's a really cool visual of you getting out of the elevator and you look from above, you see him in the bubbles. Like... Uh, forming under the water of the sewage. Yeah, because it couldn't be over that easy. Come on. No, now. come on. This is a Resident Evil game. We need one more fight uh, where it's just a hunk of mass, a Birkin-esque fight. Well, we before we get to that hunk of yeah, me you're at the quivering me, there's this weird battlefield that I definitely want to take note of because it's like you run through it really fast. Apparently, at the front of this undead factory, like, it's an umbrella factory, of course, but like... There was this battle between UMBC and fucking tyrants. You no, see multi They're not UBCS. They're actually US Special Forces. Oh, are they? I thought they were yeah, wearing the same thing as Carlos. Because the US Army was going in there to hold down this exit. But the tyrants were there because Umbrella wanted to see how they would test against the army. Oh god. Yeah, because they're always there for that combat data, that sweet, delicious combat which is, data. Which is also really cool, because Nemesis reappears, eats a fucking super tyrant. Yeah. So, again, though, because there's tyrants littered all over the place. You get to see Mr. X in this game. Yeah. He's there. There's corpses of them everywhere. There's like five tyrants, a super tyrant. There's a whole platoon of army there where they had a bunch of guns. Like, you you literally find a Magnum later on just right there. Like, everybody had fucking guns. It was a and war. A, and this yeah. is why fucking Operation Raccoon City should have really had this. It would have been yeah, really cool. Yeah, I don't know cool. why we followed the fucking hunk fan squad. It really should have followed this this squad and how they were trying to put back the biggest forces, you know? Like, I don't know. Um... But yeah, we see a super tyrant in the other room, and there's this giant fuck-off laser rail that's gun. just sitting there, railgun, and you have to go ahead and, and press in the batteries, as it tells you to do. So you go ahead in and a press specific in the order. Right, right, in a specific order, one, two, three, four. And as you're doing that, um, Nemesis plops from above as a quivering meat flesh, and he goes ahead and approaches super tyrant's quivering meat flesh, and yes, just goes to town, just gobbling up that... I don't know, just in the between and his regenerates legs. It really a is fucking funny. leg. Yes, and he becomes this giant fucking ultra special in, in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. This is what he becomes. Uh, <laughs> so um, you basically have to... He can't die. So the idea is, is that while he was in that chamber, he started absorbing all this, like, necrotoxin or whatever the fuck, and it basically means he keeps regenerating. So mm -hmm. you have to basically power up the laser and aim it or rather get him in the right spot to just basically get incinerated by this laser. It takes like two full blasts from the laser, and luckily you don't have to press it in each time. You just have to fucking... Do it um, one time, the and then just shoot at him. He'll eventually go back to eating the tyrant if he takes... Oh, will he? To, yeah, because at this point, I just unload on him. I have two first aid box, so I have six full heals and two item slots. Amazing, by the way. And... Yeah. 
I'm just going to town. You also can find the 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 rocket launcher if you find it in the dead factory. You can use it on them. And it has mm-hmm. four fucking rockets. It's the the Arnie rocket launcher, the one from the first. Right, game. it's her, yeah, it's her classic one, which makes it even better. So um, you just fucking blast this dude with everything you have, enhanced ammo, whatever the fuck, and eventually he will just go back to eat it to to the super tyrant, and you can push in the battery at your pace at this point. But I like doing it intermittently because I'm tr- I'm on a I'm trying to finish the game already. For me, it's really interesting because I just basically kite him around to the front of the laser, fire at him on the opposite wall so that he's right in front of it, then run down because you let the laser fire once and chances are it's going to miss. But once it does, there's this giant tunnel that appears yeah, like between all the walls. Yeah, so you just basically run down that little like opening that it created with the laser, and Nemesis has to go down that tight hallway to get you. Mm-hmm. So that gets him right in the fucking line of the laser. You just have to time it right. Um, and once you do enough damage, you basically have, like, you, you think you've done it. He stops moving, and then you start heading towards the exit door. And then this son of a bitch tries to come at you once again, just slowly squirming you at you. And the last choice in the game. The last live selection of the game, which is admittedly the best one. So it gives you the choice of either getting in the elevator or exterminate the monster. I exterminate the monster. Well, you'd have to be some sort of like anticlimactic loser to not exterminate the monster. This asshole has been chasing you all game and the game is giving you like a moment to get that big fuck you. And the best part is you don't even use the magnum that you brought in with you. You find another goddamn magnum in the room to finish him off with. And what? What, pray tell, is the final thing Nemesis hears? You want stars? I'll give you stars. Boom. And uh, come on. Also, I'd like to mention, this is actually the same magnum that Barry has in RE1. It's the Colt Python. I assumed it was the same magnum we've been using the whole game, just a different one. No, it is the same magnum. It's the same magnum as as the one Barry has in Resident Evil 1. And you get as Chris Jill. That magnum is the same magnum in 3. Which is great thematically, you know? Yeah, because we we use the rocket launcher from one. Why not? But it's also um, like it's it's a bit of Barry in Jill's hand type of thing. You know, Nemesis killed fucking Brad. It's kind of like all of stars is with Jill here fucking killing him. Yeah. You know, and I'm, it, I'm trying began, to like hype this up a little more. Though. Well, it's already super hype because it has like the fucking coolest one liner in all of the games, which remake fucking ruined. Anyway, anyway. Well, re- remake used it earlier, and that was the big downside. It, it, with bro, that. It, it fucking went like a wet fart in that fucking hallway. Anyway, I don't know. I don't like the last line of this time. Take the hint. I mean, it's OK. You should have used that one earlier. Oh, take whatever. the fucking hint. You got to say fucking yeah, because this is not your daddy's Resident Evil 3. But you want stars. I'll show you stars. It's so good because Banger. member of stars is saying stars the whole game. It just works. We'll do we'll, well do a fucking tears list of quotes and stars. I'll give you stars is S tier. Along with sorry, Queenie, my dance card is full. <laughs> And also, more than people? That, that's not a one-liner, but it is still one of my favorite lines <laughs> ever for Claire. Like, 
more than people it's, it's right. fantastic uh, anyway we're, we'll talk about code veronica another day now but yes you could choose to leave too without doing anything and you get a trophy called chicken fine so we get into the outside at this time if there is uh if nikolai absconded with the helicopter Carlos shows up with a flare and says, we got somebody and somebody lands. We don't see his fucking face. We see his beautiful beard. And that's all we need. Let's be honest. And that classic fucking line that he says, I wasn't going to leave you to die. And she just says, (laughs) Barry, bro. No, she doesn't. No. Is that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Could it be? Fuck off. You fucking blue balled me to death, but we all knew who it was. And let me tell you something that my 10 year old self, when I got the fucking game lost my fucking mind, bro. That made me go, Oh my God, it's fucking great. This is the greatest game. This is the greatest resident evil. It still is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, all other resident evil, such a huge, all other resident evils fail to meet this level. I mean, cause he was such a huge part of her story in the first game. So it just kind of really, peppers it in towards the end like we're getting a lot of re1 fan service right at the end of this game bro the, the rocket, rocket launcher, launcher the magnum yeah. fucking barry himself showing a flare? up the flares come on dude come and on was, dude so barry where's rebecca oh uh she she didn't want to come sorry <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Actually, you get Barry. Uh, Jill, Rebecca fucking hates you. <laughs> Rebecca fucking, why do you think you never see her? Like, I'm sorry, but she just really hates your guts. And just, we never see that. But, but yeah, again, I really wish they would have increased the mixing for Barry there. Cause his line does get covered up by the music a little mm, bit. Yeah, no, um, I, I hate the mixing on the fucking, in this ending here. Especially. Some of them don't work super well. No. Yeah. Um, but. Carlos will fly the helicopter if there is a helicopter there. So you don't get this great ending, which is the good ending, I feel. The Barry ending is the good ending. Well, it's the it's the true Resident Evil fan ending, which is so weird that it's determined by the bridge decision. Like, why? I know, man. But we have completed the game. However, that doesn't mean we're done. Because the game actually rewards you for replaying the game. You get these things called epilogues. Oh, man. boy! Which gives you a, hey, where are they now? Of every character so far in the story. You get one for Chris, Barry, you get Jill. And and you're hearing this for the first time. You're like, well, they can't do every character. (laughs) There are eight. There's eight. Eight of these fucking things. Beat the game eight times. Bro, you act like you haven't already. No, I haven't. I've only beaten the game like four. No, like, but throughout I, I, your life, you've definitely beaten it more than eight times. I don't know about eight times. I have, I've yet to get all the epilogue. Dude, I've beaten this game things. probably 20 times. That's one of the things for the achievements I have to get. I have to beat this game eight times to get the fucking different epilogues. And thankfully for those runs, you can use the infinite ammo. There you go. So it, it makes it a little faster. Um, but yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, I mean, Raccoon City oh, definitely we also blows get the fuck the up. Extra we didn't even game. mention that. No, wait, what? We didn't even mention Raccoon City gets evaporated when you leave. Oh yeah, the thermite missile. So like, it's, it's not just you get out of the helicopter and escape. You get out of the helicopter as the entire place is vaporized behind you. Which is an amazing cutscene, by the way. Just seeing everything blow up. It is very... 
very cathartic. Also like, with a very good score and a newscast of the president making its decision public. You know, it's weird. Like, since we're in this little ending part, I agree with you. I love that little little bit of the newscast that sort of lets everyone know what everyone else heard. But the credits music. What? Why is it, listen to your heart? Like, why? Why is it so goddamn, like, what? I guess it fits Jill? I don't know. But give me back fucking, um, oh god, Frozen Glare or whatever the fuck from Resident Evil I, 1. I love Jill, Still done. Jill in the fucking helicopter as the, the city that she loves nuked. She just goes, this time they've gone too far. This time they yeah. fucking nuked a city. This time they've gone too far, too far, and this time they'll pay for it in a side spin-off story in the arcade rail shooter on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, that's where she gets her fucking resolution after this. Let me tell you. Really? I don't. Why? Dark what? Side yes. Chronicles. No, Umbrella Chronicles. The end of this game is like this time they're going down or something, and the only time they confront Umbrella is in the side campaign of Umbrella Chronicles for the Wii. Oh god. I didn't play that. Well, you don't you're not even missing much. I promise you. I did, and you're not missing much. In fact, you're better off not knowing about Sergey, okay? Don't worry, just fucking forget it. Regardless, um yes, I agree. Tis only the beginning once you beat this game because as you said, you get the epilogues, but this game also has something that super hyper caters to me. And you know what that is? Mercenaries. But not No, that's you, buddy. <laughs> Oh, what then? Oh, the costumes? Oh, yeah, the boutique, man. Not oh, only the best do you music in the two, game. The best, well, yes, the best music in the game, but not only do you get two alternate costumes, you get like six. It's yeah. awesome. You get a bunch, man. And apparently there's, uh, there's more on the Dreamcast version, which I'm thinking of playing the port of. Yeah, each port got like a different um, edition and the PC version has all of them. Also, please, so, please, I'm going to say this and this better stay in the show. I know it's two hours. Play the Resident Evil 1 port of on Saturn. The oh, sa no, Saturn port of RE1 because I heard there's, I an, will. there's like an infinite ammo machine gun and a blue bomber jacket for Chris. Yeah, and, and Jill's um, alternate costume shirt is red instead of blue. Oh, I'm well aware of, mm -hmm. of the cool differences, and I'm definitely going to play it. Don't No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Does she have the red one in that one? I think that's the green and blue stars alternate color. Because yeah, I like, think it's the green and blue. Yeah, really cool shit. Like this, I'm going to play the Saturn version because, I mean, come on, man. I played just about every version of the game except yeah, that I one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we'll get there. Um, but, but again, the costumes in this game are fantastic. You get the RE1 costume, which is the one I always use because I just love RE1, Jill. Admittedly, you know, it's you a know lot how lighter good, blue, but whatever. You know how good that fucking costume looks with a, with a fucking assault rifle? It, I, I bet it, yeah, it's fantastic. I just wish it was a little darker. It's weird how light it is. Yeah, yeah, somebody fucked on the shader there. Yeah, but there's one other costume that what? is really really cool that they added it to Regina be yeah Regina because they use the uh, the fact that Regina and Jill look fairly similar and are fairly similar as characters as well that they just said fuck it put red hair on her and give her the dino crisis outfit you're you're Regina now Dude, that's that's like if you played Resident Evil 4 and there's an alternate costume where it's fuck it. You're Dante. 
<laughs> silver hair, red jacket. Go go ahead. You're Dante now. And it's like, bro, this is so fucking cool. Um, I really, really love the Regina outfit. I think it's it's a really cool addition. And there was a Manwa, by the way, a Resident Evil Manwa that uh, apparently alludes to the fact that Jill and Regina actually know each other. That Dino Crisis and Resident Evil actually exist in the same universe. Provided this is in that Manwa specifically, but Jill like recalls her Next best friend Next you'll tell Regina. me fucking Sebastian Castellanos hangs out with Leon. Well, he wouldn't because Leon never actually got... <laughs> into the police station as much, you know, as his first day and all. But he oh, probably hung true. out with Chris or 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 Jill even, maybe, who knows. Maybe. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Operation Mad Jackal. This is yes, basically um for those that played the Resident Evil 2 DualShock version and other versions that came later, the EX battle game, it's almost the same thing. You have to reach from point A to point B. And at least in Mercenaries, it's the whole town, the whole Raccoon City part. No clock tower, no factory. And you get you get to save certain NPCs and you get rewarded for it. Yeah. Uh, you get to play as either Carlos, which is, I think, normal mode. Uh, you get to play as Nikolai, hard mode. And you get to play yeah. as Mikhail, easy mode. Because Mikhail gets the best loadout. A fucking yes. shotgun, a magnum, and a fucking rocket launcher, and three mixed herbs, uh, the full or the full heal, and <laughs> and I still died my first route through mercenaries. <laughs> Dude, was it the double nemi in the I fucking hallway? Because that that shit gets that shit gets hard. Um, it is. It actually does get really tough, and if you don't save people, you will run out of time. You, it's hard to get to the end without saving anyone. Not only that, they reward you with healing items. I don't know how people don't make it, especially with Nikolai, who only has a pistol, a knife, and just a bunch of healing items. Does he have a pistol? Yeah, I could have he, sworn he's just knife. No, he has a pistol. He has the Sig Pro, and you do get enhanced ammo in there in his run if you save certain yeah. people. It's so weird, but you know what? We actually did get this other... We got this other mode in Code Veronica. This is the extreme battle mode in that game. Oh, that's true, too. They did battle like, mode here, but they called them mercenaries here, and they kept mercenaries the name for other things, obviously. But they took battle mode from 2 <laughs> and used it for Code Veronica, even though it plays like mercenaries, even down to Wesker Knife. That is true. Uh, also, I want to point out, you do get like points, but they call it money or whatever. Uh, for 2000, you get the assault rifle for 3000. You get the Gatling gun with infinite ammo. The assault rifle is infinite ammo. The 4000 is infinite ammo rocket launcher. But for $9,999, you get infinite ammo for every gun in the game. Yeah. OP as fuck, my boy. Yeah, of course. You basically can just dump out all the ammo you need. Yeah, but dude, just infinite ammo freeze rounds on everything in the game is great. I would love to do that for one of my runs, so maybe I will. Who knows? Yeah, on the for seventh funsies. run. On the seventh, exactly. I have to make sure that that's the cheat run. Um, <sighs> What else is there in terms of what you could do in this game? I think, like, again... That that's oh this game also has like the easiest um a rank of all the Resident Evil games actually yeah because it doesn't matter if you use first aid sprays right 
It doesn't matter if you use first aid, sta- uh, aid sprays and you can save like two or three times. Thank God. You just got to know when really to save. generous. Yeah, you got to know when to save. But you know what? I'll take it. Once I will like I, I need at least one. I need at least one save for me to have a comfortable time. But when it's no saves, it's like, fuck off. Like, that's just really tense and anything I, can kill you. I'll be honest. I can't do all the achievements for Code Veronica. It's not in me. Uh, there's some, no, bro- there's, there's, there's a couple in there that I'm just like, I can't do that. There is one fucking, like, back-to-back section that is the reason why I will never 100% Code Veronica. The Crystal Ball and the Jolly Green Giant. Both of them are just such fuck yous that like I don't know how you could be prepared for them. But I don't know. Anyway, anyway, that's Code Veronica. Damn, we're we're gonna have to do Code Veronica, aren't we? Yeah. I probably. feel like this is definitely building up to that. Well, but they're both. They were both uh like developed at the same time. No, RE three was gonna be Code Veronica, but they changed it. Oh, well, Code Veronica was going to... Yeah, yeah, it was a different... Well, you know what? I like the direction that they went, though. I feel like there was a lot... There are just so many stories you can tell in a setting like Raccoon City. And yeah. um, much like Silent Hill, weirdly enough, the third game is actually more of a true sequel to the first game. Yeah, the because it features is. a main character from the first game. Right. Less said about Silent Hill 3, the better. Um, but I mean, in terms of the spoiler that that would reveal, I love Silent Hill 3, but regardless, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's interesting to get a sequel to Resident Evil 1, but still keep the same pacing and like, um, I guess like, uh, yeah, pacing, I guess chaos as the end of Resident Evil 2. Like if you play the series from one to two to three, it is a majestic scaling that you will do. It is so well adjusted and it just is really fun to play them back to back because you get this sort of like incremental action as it keeps going. No doubt. But dude, I let's let's say for for the sake of it, RE3 and RE2 start very similar though. You start in the shit. Like, everything's on fire. <laughs> speaking of start, shit, speaking of start, we told you to make a footnote bookmark about Dario, and we totally skipped it. Yeah, he died. Um, We go back, and you see him. He got out of that container and got eaten by zombies. So he would rather starve, but ended up ge- getting eaten because he was hungry. That's a triple goddamn thematic on fucking hunger, let me tell you. And this baby is Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So let's end it on a triple. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, sure. Why not? I'm Adrian. You can find me on Instagram at AdrianMDOD and on TikTok at FanFreaksTheDude. Where can we find you, Bone King slash Wolf? Well, also slash because you gave your name. So hi. Yeah. I don't know if you knew, but I'm George. Um, <laughs> George the Bone King. Uh, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter or I guess since I'm on X now, I don't know. Bro, get on. Um, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitch. Just all under the same name of Bone King TV. You can see a lot of shit I do. I am can quite I, the red mage. Can I just say it? Just like, can I say fuck Elon Musk? I guess. I don't nah. care. To be honest, I've been seeing a lot of shit there. I'd rather not see. So fuck it. Go for it. Fuck Elon, <laughs> man. Quit X, Either- man. There's better, way, social, there's better social media out there. 
I want to focus on the amazingness of Resident Evil 3 because I, I, you know, I always thought Resident Evil 3 was just ball shatteringly hard. And it is. It is in certain areas. But once you learn its its ways, it falls under the category of game where it's like, yeah, it's kind of rough and hard when you're first playing it. But like a good dick, you get used to it, you know, and it starts being the only thing that scratches an itch in a certain way. So, I, you know, you know I can weird? see why people like it. I this game for me is my comfort game. Hmm. I mean, mine is definitely two, but yeah, whole, I don't know because one has really been pulling up the slack. Ever as I get older, every year I love Resident Evil one more, and it's getting close to beating Resident Evil two. That's wild for me. It's wild. <laughs> one definitely beats two for me, but three will always be near and dear to my heart. This is my favorite game in the series and it'll probably remain that way till I die. Hmm. Well said, well said. And then when you die, you'll be revived and then nuked. <laughs> <laughs> and this time they've gone too far. If you want podcasts, we'll show you podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>